I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Robin Williams was a bad, bad man. Now, what's worse is that... <laughs> <laughs> In the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, let me finish. Let me oh, finish. Right. Let oh, me yeah. finish. Oh, okay, let me finish. Hey mates, welcome to the Law Boys Podcast, coming at you from down under, or as, or as we like to say down here in Oz, up above. I'm Outside. Joined, <laughs> I'm joined by my two mates, Peter O'Donoghue. And? James Miller. Oh. He's not from Australia. Nah, he's just rising your chunk as of course he is. <laughs> You've got a very impressive Canadian accent, mate. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Blimey. Look at this one. Blimey. <laughs> That's how Australian people talk. So right? where, are we, where are we from? Uh, where are we recording from today uh quebec oh no i said tibet <laughs> okay oh yeah. tibet yeah we're well i mean we're from australia originally okay. we're the lore boys podcast we uh we talk about video games today we're gonna be talking about dungeons and dragons that's not a video game uh, but not. it could be the I mean, there progenitor is... of all video games. yeah I was gonna say. and there's a lot a lot a lot of dungeons and dragons video games but that's true yeah, yeah. i have played one <laughs> yeah they're mostly shit but yeah, the Baldur's gate series good oh no i played two excuse me uh, uh, i'll get into that later yeah. I look forward to it. No, no, you're not. Uh, we're, we're backpacking in uh, Tibet, uh, yeah. the Himalayas. It's, yeah, the uh, monks uh, have a pretty good setup here yeah, for recording. They have, they have Fios. It's like it's wide. Yeah, that's it. We have our uh, laptops, and Crash Bandicoot just got us a fresh battery, so yeah. we're ready to go <laughs> yeah. and yeah. record this thing. Wow! Thanks, <laughs> thanks, big bro. Uh, yeah. So, uh, how are you guys doing this week? Uh, I guess Peter, you wanna you wanna tell us about your week? I'm Pete O'Donohue. Uh, my week. The first or. Yeah, no, technically the second. My grandfather was Peter O'Donoghue as well. Excellent. He died in a helicopter crash in the 80s. That's Whoa. fascinating. Never met him, but that's a cool story at least. Yeah. That's a pretty cool story, yeah. yeah. I hope to go out in a similar fashion. <laughs> what, like, a helicopter crash in the 80s? Yeah. Yeah, especially in the, in the 80s is very important. <laughs> what, like, this, like, what was he doing? Did he have like a handlebar mustache and an automatic rifle and like... He wasn't... Like, an, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> like, he, he, he was... Yeah. He was just sleeping. He was taking a nap. Somebody abducted him, threw him in a helicopter, crashed him. <laughs> yeah, the helicopter crashed into him. Yeah, yeah. Even in the yeah exactly. You're walking yeah. down the street. Yeah. One casualty helicopter fell out of the sky. <laughs> uh, no, he was... I don't know what the fuck he was doing. I'd have to ask my dad. But yeah. it was in uh, like northern BC. Oh, man. Uh, and um, the engine froze because it was the 80s. The whatever the the thing that keeps things defrosted, antifreeze, wasn't working yeah. in a helicopter engine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the uh, engine froze and it crashed in the forest. Wow, that, wow, that sucks. Yeah. yeah, so much of a joke about it. That's not a good way to go. Think I about mean, my dad jokes about it. It was his dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I get to okay. think about it. <laughs> yeah, and I know Peter, so I get to joke about it. Too. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and if you're listening to this, you can make fun of my dead grandfather <laughs> if you'd like. Very good. Tw- yeah. Tweet at me some tweet, mean tweet, things. Yeah. <laughs> tweet at Peter your best dead grandfather yeah. jokes, please. <laughs> what did you do? Just spilled my beer all over my lap. <laughs> And I hit the mic. Oh, it's okay. I'll keep talking while you clean that up. I'm just going to live with it. <laughs> I made my bed. So, Ethan, how's your crotch? It's wet. 
Soaked in Japanese you. beer. Yeah. <laughs> Soaked in Sapporo. What? Uh, yeah, so, so my week. Sorry to cut off your story about your dead grandfather, Peter. That's with, okay. With my clumsiness. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's a good way to lighten the mood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next time somebody tells me about a dead relative, I'll pour a beer into my lap. <laughs> It'll all oh, be no! good. <laughs> oh, no, I'm such a clutch, lol. When you do that, eye contact is very like, important. That, yeah. That, that, <laughs> just straight pouring it into my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, because it was recent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we, we just pulled the plug on my grandma. And yeah. then it's a... Party foul. The party foul is bringing up your dead relatives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I... T- right, um, this week. Um, so I played Banner Saga. Cool. That And then uh, because there's a lot of stuff on the internet now about Cuphead, and I think it looks fucking cool. It does look cool. I want to play it eventually. I love uh, Mega Man. And but... to steal myself. Uh, now, I keep doing this, right? Yeah. I, was, I, re- I read an article on PC Gamer okay. where they were like, yo, there's a, there's a mod for Hollow Knight that changes your melee attack into a ranged attack. Oh, yeah? And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this would fix all of my problems. Oh, yeah. And I so I modded it, and I started playing Hollow Knight with the Lightbringer mod. Yeah. So now I can enjoy the art, I can enjoy the music, I can enjoy the platforming. Yeah. But I don't have to suffer the, the fucking combat. Yeah, yeah. So I was playing some Hollow Knight on my Steam Link, just like loafed on my yeah, on yeah. my couch with my cat. Just like, That's the uh, point of a Steam Link, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I always think my neighbors, because okay, so where my apartment is, it like goes into this like concrete square, so I can see into my neighbors' rooms, nice. and they can see into mine. It's hot. So it's important. Th- there, there's the one guy. Neighborly love. Th- there's one guy who's across from me. Um, I don't think he's ever seen anything. Uh, but I did have one moment with the girl who's like diagonally from me. We were both going to our curtains wearing nothing but towels. Oh yeah. And then just like grabbed our curtains, stared at Made each other for like three seconds, and just both was like <laughs> closed them immediately. Just like, oh, fuck it. I don't think she saw me. He's <laughs> in a third uh, window. He just pours a beard in his lap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I've seen um I've seen a couple of my neighbors naked though. Okay. Which was weird because I was like, go just whatever, going to close my curtains because of the glare. And like, there was like, I remember watching this one girl move in all day. Like every time I passed by the window, <laughs> sound like you're just every, set up. Every like, time she passed by day. the window, Peter was sitting there yeah, watching. Less, her. less <laughs> and less clothing. Less and less, <laughs> less and less clothing. Yeah. Um, at one point, yeah, I was just like, oh, new neighbors, you know, clothes, but whatever, because my 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 uh, dresser was right next to my window. Okay. <clears throat> and my fish too. So, um, yeah, I was, like, looking out there, moving a bunch of boxes in. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I walk away. A couple hours later, I come back, and then everything's unpacked. Full bedroom setup. Girl in nothing but her underpants is standing in the window. I'm like, okay. Close, <laughs> close my blinds. Yeah, close those uh, blinds. And I also saw, uh, from my kitchen, I can see into another dude's kitchen. And nice. I saw him doing his dishes. Like, completely naked once. Nude. <laughs> completely It's liberating, And dude. I was like, whatever, man. Yeah. yeah. It's you guys your, don't do that. It's your house. I shower when I do the dishes, so I just bring the dirty dishes with me into the shower. <laughs> into the shower. Just, yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna lie. One time I was so lazy, I did put my dishes in the washing machine. Oh, the what? washing machine. I was thinking dishwasher. I was like, that's what you're supposed to no, do with dirty I dishes. The, I put them in the washing machine once. Uh, um, to that, see if it would work. That's got to be bad for everything involved. Yeah, I was stupid, but <laughs> it, I did it. Nothing. Got, oh, like one plastic plate. I had like a Lion King plate uh. from like. Oh no, dude. one of the McDonald's collections. And it like snapped in half oh, in there. It was the yeah. only Shit, thing that got dude. broken. It can't yeah. handle that much heat. If you ever have like 50 to 100 people over and you just can't make pasta fast enough, put it in your washing machine. Yeah. 
go easy on the soap, but the detergent's technically poisonous. Yeah, I mean, you got you have to put the detergent though, because the the same as like rinsing the starch off at the end. Oh yeah, because most most modern washing machines don't have a rinse cycle. Yeah, yeah. No, they got those little cloth things you put in for the starch, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, yes, that's I didn't do much gaming. That's, that, that, that was uh, that's all I did. I uh, definitely um, did some shit posting on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah. And then I'm working on some art as well for Jesse and Team Turn Three, oh, the cool. Magic the Gathering YouTube channel. Yeah, check appara- them out. Because uh, apparently all of like the land colors are trademarked, so they can't use them on whatever the fuck they want to do with them. Like he, okay, he, yeah, I, yeah. he didn't really explain to me. He's like, we just can't. You know, you just have to do like. An interpretation of green plant, red yeah. fire, blue water, they have black some, skull. They have symbols. Where it's, exactly, yeah. yeah. And so I, I did a bunch of those um, as well. That's I gotta, cool. I got to finish that. That's cool. Yeah, so that's good. That's going to be cool. For those listening at home, uh, Ixalan, the latest Magic expansion came out last week, I think. Yeah. yeah end of last week. It's very good. It's very good and nice. There's dinosaurs now, which Ooh. is always very exciting. There's yeah, a lot of vampires, some merfolk, which are like murlocs for people who play World of Warcraft. Weird crossover for vampires and dinosaurs in the same next pack. It's a, okay. How Magic the Gathering works, and I will have a Magic the Gathering episode one time. Is uh, yeah. there's the like you are playing what's called a planeswalker, mm-hmm. and you have you can have other planeswalkers help you, but these are wizards so powerful that they can travel between dimensions, basically. So it's, there's like a, it's like a multiverse or like an infinite parallel universe kind of thing. Okay. So there's like every possible universe. And so each expansion or each block, which is two expansions, will visit like one particular plane. So the last one was like, uh, it was like ancient Egypt almost. Oh, cool. And there was like, the gods were real and they were like very bloodthirsty. And then you find out there's this one character, Nico Bolas, who was behind the whole thing. And he's like a really old planeswalker, but. Cool. Yeah, it's, it, there's some really cool stories to it. Yeah. What else did I do? Um, oh, I've been watching a lot of Narcos. I watched Planet Earth 2, the BBC documentary, which is on Netflix now. And I saw some I of your shit posts regarding that. I fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, my, my, so I did have some uh, Planet Earth shit posts. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. Man. Oh yeah. Um, Shit post for life. Loved it. Loved it. Like it's so fucking weird. I was talking with some of my buddies yesterday uh, when I was out uh, for some colleague birthdays, uh, where we were talking about like whatever, like what we've been watching. Yeah, yeah. It, it took me like fucking. Well, I started watching Ozark when it came out. Yeah, I yeah. finished it like I told you when I finished it, like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. It took me like, four months to finish a series about crime. I didn't crushed, know. Was... I crushed planet Earth in two days. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, give it to me. Put yeah, this yeah. nature inside of me yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> ah! Planet Earth is the shit. Planet, planet Earth, is Africa. Is fucked up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You watch a baby elephant die live uh, on camera. It's fucked up. You know, up. I love how up. most documentaries, though, they'll be like, they'll film like a different cheetah after him, and be like, and the cheetah got away. Yeah. But really, it just like got devoured. <laughs> well, that's a bad example. Like, because cheetahs don't. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. a whole lot of. They're meat very on fast. Not yeah. a whole lot of meat on a cheetah. They're almost as fast as Sanic. Yeah. yeah almost. I have almost. a friend who 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 swears he could beat a cheetah in a fight, and I really don't believe him. It's got a lot of teeth and claws. There's a lot of teeth and claws, but they're they're weak and small. Once you close with them, they're gonna they're gonna hurt you bad. But apparently, if you just like punch both their eyes out with your thumbs, then you're fine. Oh yeah, all you, you gotta, gotta do take is... the first hit. You gotta put your left hand out, let them latch onto the left left hand, then gouge your 
right-handed. But there's a good it. chance that you die with that first swipe. Like, that's what I. Uh, that's what I said. An artery. It's I don't believe like, it's Andy actually. Oh, yeah. I don't. I don't believe it. But I think it. I, I don't think it's like it's not like fighting a lion or fighting a yeah. tiger. He's good at Street but, Fighter too, though. So but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, well, he's that's, got his combos down. Yeah. You know, he's gonna he's gonna poke guard. He's gonna yeah. be fine. Maybe that's a strategy for most things. It's like, listen, man, you don't need to get good at Street Fighter. All you need to do, let him get that first hit, then you gouge his fucking eyes out. Uh, yeah, I mean, that seems like a good strategy for anything. Just poke its eyes out, man. Yeah. Um, and then, otherwise, I made more stupid man purchases and bought an Apple Watch yesterday from a friend of mine. You did. Because uh, I remember when it came out, I was like, Apple Watch so stupid. My phone's right here in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would anybody need one? Yeah, yeah. And then my buddy's just like, yeah, I'm getting the new, new one. So, like, last year's Apple Watch, I'm selling for 250 bucks. I was like, I need it. Give, yeah, it, yeah, me. give me. I already had a fucking smartwatch. How much I am a consumer whore. This, this one is, like, 350 now. Okay, cool. So I saved 100 bucks. Yeah. And he's cool. He lets, he's let me pay it in two payments. So I do 125 $125. Randy, nice. he's a photographer. So, uh, if you guys, Randy Captura, I believe. Fucking Bobandy. Thank you, Randy Bobandy. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you need wedding photos taken, maybe hit a, hit a boy up. Hit a boy with an Apple Watch up. Maybe he's a nice dude. Maybe whatever. I know maybe. he's got a fat cat. Go get married just so you can give our friend just Randy so you can, just some you business. Yeah. Friend of the show. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And that's it. Uh, more dumb purchases and very few games. I probably only spent about three hours playing video games awesome. all week. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's great. Uh, James, James, how about you? Uh, I had a good week. I bought a new VR game. I bought the Batman game, and I played through the whole thing. Is it good? Um, I'm not a huge superhero buff. I think we talked about this yeah. before. I, yeah. I, I don't like to buy into a lot of the movies that come out every eight months with the nostalgia that just like kind of triggers people into paying for a $20 movie ticket over and over again. But... Um, Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was a good game. There's a lot of moments. Uh, I kind of want both of you to try it at a certain point. I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's some really good moments okay, in it cool. where uh, you mess with the Joker. and You would have in, to, yeah. In VR, they can do some really trippy things. Oh, yeah. So you, it, it messes with your, 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 your perspective and stuff. I don't want to ruin it, but there's some really good <laughs> moments. It was uh, $25, and it was worth Twenty-five dollars, nothing more, nothing less. Okay, that's fine. And I had it was a good like three-hour experience. Played it like one, one go, and it, it, it was it was a lot of fun. The thing is, coming off the tales of Super Hot, which has so much action and all this, it it felt slow to me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, most people who I know who played it, it was their first VR game. And oh yeah. There's a lot of different. It's not just one gameplay dynamic, right? Like there's there's puzzles. There's talking parts That's there's cool. a, a little bit of combat but not really combat like it's like blow up a fire extinguisher but do we know if it's it's not by the same people that made the arkham games is it i i don't doubt it it's it, it uh, no with rocksteady makes those rocksteady makes those. okay yeah I, I feel like sony had to have a hand in it because like they just want to promote their yeah no VR, for sure right yeah um it was a really good experience though and uh there's like you can play through it a second time and there's like 30 hidden puzzles and stuff so oh yeah wow. I, I i think it's it, it was a lot of fun i'd recommend it if you like batman you'll love it but like whenever you talk you get those little nostalgia things where you're like oh and then he pulled out the batarang and i'm like okay cool uh, <laughs> like like 
it, it makes people who love the superhero really excited. What and, what and it, superhero hurts you? I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, funnily enough, there's a quote that I that that I heard on a different podcast, a better podcast, uh, which is from Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Where he's like in a restaurant while they're filming Batman Forever or whatever, yeah, yeah. or whichever one he's in. I think it was Forever. Uh, and uh, Jim Carrey comes up to him and. Tommy Lee Jones hates Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> apparently, the only thing he said to Jim Carrey in this restaurant when he came up was like, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> and, and you're reminding me right now uh, of Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, yeah. where you're just like, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Your batarangery. You just got no patience for yeah. that shit. I think superheroes used to be cool, like, back when you had to buy them in a book, and you had to, like, not everyone love them, and, like... I don't think you should just hate them because everyone loves them, but now it's so it's saturated. Like they, it's saturated. It's it is an assembly line. Like it, it's coming out every eight months, and it's the same thing. And it's not a really a new story. It's just no, it never. Is. It, it's just it's, yeah, gratif- I, I, it's just I, gratifying action. It's, it's yeah, masturbation. I can yeah. look at it. I love it. masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I can watch one, and I don't. Yeah. I would never watch one alone. If I'm with people, I can get into yeah. it. Yeah. It's just. My big gripe with um, Marvel and DC superheroes is you always, 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 100% of the time know how it's going to end. The good guys win. Even the ones where it's like, oh, the good guys turn into bad guys. Yeah. I saw this. I have this one comic that was great. It's called Death in the Family. And the Joker kidnaps like uh, Bruce Wayne's son. He captures uh, the new Batman that he's training. He captures like everyone that Bruce Wayne knows. And then in the end, he captures the Batman himself. And he ties them all up and he cuts their faces off. And then like sews their faces back on because that's what happened to him to escape from a mental asylum the joker had to cut off his own face but because he's crazy he just like stretched it back on over his face Mm. so he looks like super creepy and then in the end it's like oh but it was all just a hallucination caused by this i was like fuck you guys had it you guys had a real fucking story with real fucking consequences yeah like it was all a dream and i was like fuck you guys like that that's my big gripe with with every major. There's no stakes with superhero comics. I yeah, lo- I love comics, but I've I've strayed very far away from uh, Marvel and DC, uh, barring Deadpool. But because it's it's really comic, it's it's funny, yeah. you know. So I read it for the laughs more than the uh, action or drama story. You know? That's fair. Uh, side note: Cade Six from Destiny Two is pretty much. Deadpool. Like, if you listen to his jokes and yeah. his intonation, oh, yeah. it's they, they just let Nathan Fillion play himself. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, guys. Yeah. Yes, we all miss Firefly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. You might want to make him play a character one day, though. Yeah. yeah. I, I like the game. Uh, also, so this week, uh, or this month on PS Plus, there's three games that I'm interested in that are free. So there is uh, Amnesia the Collection, which Ooh. is cool. Yeah, it's spooky games. Yeah, uh, Ethan and I played through the first one in one sitting, and both had nightmares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've um, mentioned that I have legitimate PTSD from that game. Yeah, yeah. where that water part still yeah. makes me panic. Yeah, exactly. Despite having beat it. Yeah. 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 Um, Metal Gear Five is also. I think it's five. Are you a fan of Pain? I'm fan of Pain is five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that one's free. Yeah, I'm not super interested, but I'll, I'll probably play it. It was free. I don't uh, personally like it. I don't know. Yeah. It's there's it. There's not an ending. Because Konami like cut it apart or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not to cut you off, but I'll no, like, no, no. just it, to temper it. your expectations for yeah. fucking no, go for MGS5. There's no ending. Yeah. It is open world for no reason. So you always just have to walk to your stealth mission, yeah. or horse to your stealth mission, yeah. or ride your motorbike mech uh, to your stealth mission. Um, it's fucking weird mm. as well. 
Uh, Kiefer Sutherland's quite a good voice actor. He plays a big boss, but oh, he? he has like four lines of dialogue. Uh, Everything else expensive. is expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Exactly. Uh, and also, there is no ending. Uh, to get to the ending, you have to. You are forced to replay certain missions. Yeah. Chosen seemingly at random. Okay. You have to. Pl- you have to beat them. Then you unlock some actual story with like quiet and the other side, yeah, the yeah. other side characters and shit. And then you finally get to the ending, and then there's like the big reveal, but there's a bunch of unre- unresolved plot threads. Like yeah, yeah. apparently there's an entire chapter that Konami just cut out when they were fucking Kojima, oh, yeah. and we're just like, sorry, buddy, cut that out. It's yeah. too expensive, and they just threw it away. So now the game does not end. It oh, yeah. just cuts to credits. There's like some sort of wacky reveal, and yeah, then it's like... credits, and it's over. Uh, oh yeah. I played it's fun, but yeah, like, I played for maybe 30 minutes, and like 25 minutes of those were cutscenes. Yeah, sounds yeah, about right. <laughs> yeah, and of the five minutes I played, I like raided one town to get something, yeah. but then I didn't do it sneaky because I just fucked up. And as I was leaving the town, I could see that now every time I go back to this town, they're going to be on the lookout for me. And as a person who doesn't have a lot of order in their life, I like a lot of order <laughs> in my video games. Yeah. And to me, like, that feels so bad to just, like, leave cities behind that are always going to be looking out for me. And as a person who likes, like, com- to be a completionist in certain games and yeah. to, to have order within my games, it just, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. I just felt like, oh, I'm just like, this whole experience feels like you're I'm in other towns up. and you're yeah. sneaking around. You can only think about that first town. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah it's like I, I, I did them one. so wrong. Yeah, there's um uh, like because I like stealth games a lot. Obviously, yeah, uh, it's neat. There's some cool stealth mechanics. Uh, if you sneak up behind a guy and point your gun at him, you can just be like, hey, yeah, get on the fucking ground, which is really cool. Trank darts don't last forever. Yeah, which is something I would have loved in Dishonored. Or or in like Deus Ex, like yeah, if you yeah. knock somebody out, they eventually get back up, which is really really cool. Um, but as far as realism is concerned, if you have a chemical power enough, powerful enough to knock someone out, odds are it's not going to knock them out for two minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah I know. It's going to take longer than that to get through the system. But it's a pretty nonsensical game too. Yeah. I know the main villain. Oh, they are. They all is, are. Uh, it's wild. At some point, there's a 25 minute conversation in a jeep that you just have to watch, in which Big Boss never says a thing. He just sits there and listens, oh, man. and then at some point, the guy, the, the main bad guy, is just like. And then stops the jeep, gets out, walks away, turns around and points at him. He's just like, "Remember the Alamo," and then leaves. <laughs> and I was like, "That just seems like a Japanese guy writing a script was just like insert an American, American sounding line." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah. yeah. And uh, apart from that, the game that I was most interested in was a PSVR game went free this month. Woo! Oh. It rigs. Like, I have the full game now. Oh, do so, you? Oh. Yeah, this is the, you're a mech suit, and you Playing play, soccer. you can play football, Rugby, you yeah. can play kill your friends, you can play, uh, get the upgrades and jump through the hoop, and they have, like, a full league setup. So it's like a normal sports game where you have, like, weeks Oh, uh, okay, you play through the season kind of thing? Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and there's, like, commentators, and it's actually, like, really well put together, right? It's made by Sony, so, like, they know how to do games. They know, uh, how, they know how to throw enough money at a game that it'll be decent no matter exactly. what. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's really good. It's got the multiplayer. It's got trials if you just want to, like, test your own ability, which then you have, like, 30 different rigs to unlock. Nice. Oof. And you earn currency by playing league games. Uh, you earn fame, which unlocks, like, cosmetic stuff. I tried the multiplayer. I waited for one minute and I didn't get a match and I was like fuck it everything's broken <laughs> yeah. okay. literally unplayable yeah, uh, exactly. it's just a personal problem yeah. 
Yeah, so I, since it did go free to play, anyone who has a headset can play it now. Oh, good. Um, but I'm not sure how populated the servers are. I know there's a semi-active subreddit that you can hop into games with. Yeah, so. cool. Somebody so, hit up Jamie. He needs friends to play. With. I played. Yeah. Uh, I played the demo when we did our. Uh, yeah. Our. our uh, we took our. We popped our VR. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't try yeah. it. It's, no, it's uh, really good. It's awesome. Yeah, I turned off like I, I found out that I have a strong VR stomach, so I turned off all the comfort settings. So, like when I die, I get like ejected like. 30 feet into oh, the yeah, air. That's so cool. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. Is it awesome? Uh, it's pretty good. I'm, I'm like used to it now. I've like acc acclimated myself. But yeah. I, it's um, this is a game that I didn't like that much from the demo. But the more I play, the more I'm enjoying. Okay, it. Cool. I'm understanding. The that's a good system. game in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. Where you exactly. pick it up and you're like, you have to learn. You know, like, yeah. You well, learn it's like the point it. of a video game is yeah, yeah, to yeah, like, get good at it. Yeah. Not so just the, like you pick it up and you're like, I immediately know everything there is to know. For the people at home, there's three modes. So you're in a mech suit, right? You can choose your gun hands. So you can have like two beams, you can have two snipers, you can have two whatever, right? Uh, and there's like four different classes, um, have different jumping abilities, different types of things, right? Um, you have three modes that you can be in while you're, while you're active. The first is run mode, which is your square. The second is repair mode in your triangle. And then uh, the circle is attack mode, which increases your damage output, but you can attack in all three modes. Cool. So you're usually encouraged to stay and run, and then whenever you get into an encounter, switch between attack and heal. Attack how, quick, and heal. how quick is the switch? Uh, as fast as you want it to be. Oh. But the heal, I think uh, it, it takes a second before it... It, it actually it, starts yeah. repairing. That, well, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, and um, super, super good game, man. Like, I, honestly, like I played probably six hours this week. Oh, so. fuck. Yeah, it's it's really really immersive, and the, the league play feels really good. Um, you're always getting new things, and honestly, I have such great things to say about it. If you have a VR headset, like play the game. I'm, yeah, it, it's good. Uh, that's, a, that's a good. That's it's a good, a good. Good. Did you play more Destiny? You were playing Destiny a lot, weren't you? Oh, so yeah, I I got my hunter to level twenty, so I got all my hunter gear that I saved up. I uh, put it on my hunter, so now I have it maxed out. Uh, Warlock, a maxed out hunter that has a little way to go on gear, but I'm at 298 for my Warlock, so I'm getting to the point where gear's like slow, but it's I'm, I'm strong enough I can do anything right now. Yeah, and you got to do a Titan now yeah, as well. Yeah, and I started my Titan. So yeah, he was like, playing his Titan earlier when I got here. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So honestly, like the grind doesn't feel like a grind to me. It's oh, yeah. just so yeah. nice to. I find it. It. I've played enough of it now that it's second nature that. I can just disconnect and play through the game. Yeah, yeah. And really, really enjoy. It's it. nice yeah. to switch characters too and yeah. like level up each one. Cause... Yeah, I tried uh, the shield ability that yeah. Ethan talked about that a while I ago. About. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> it's a lot more fun in PvE. Than yeah, yeah. It's it, you just go Captain America. I think that's a superhero, and yeah. you you just like yeah. smash into things and they disintegrate. It's actually my favorite superhero. Speaking of uh, on the subject, like I, okay. I, I'm a big whore for those movies okay. the movies they're the best marvel movies for sure yeah well okay. the, the but I, I feel you on the whole like not being able to watch them because like i remember the last time i went to the theater i saw wonder woman and i remember walking out of that and i was like man that movie's fucking great man that was so much fun if somebody asked me to watch it again i'd still probably be like no yeah. like I, the only marvel movies i've seen twice i've seen guardians of the galaxy twice yeah I've seen Winter Soldier twice because Winter Soldier is a genuinely good film is, that yeah. happens to have Captain America yeah, in it. Exactly. All the other Marvel films, I cannot watch more than once because once you watch it, because you realize there's there's no stakes. Yeah. None of these people can die. Yeah. They can't. They could probably not even get hurt. No. Yeah. Right. Because they have to carry out these movies 
for the, the forever until yeah. the actors die, yeah. right? Well, like that, that's when it's over. I mean, in in the third Captain America: Civil War, uh, Warhawk did uh, did get hurt. Uh, uh, War Machine. War Machine. He sorry, did get yeah. hurt. Yeah, uh, he got he got pretty seriously hurt. But I thought they were actually going to kill him off. And that was another moment where I was like, oh, yes, you have a moment to do something like really real and have like real character growth. And then they're like, no, he's just crippled. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess Tony Stark's just going to make him a suit that he can walk around and he's yeah. going to be absolutely fine. Make robot the pants to yeah. hold him up now. Exactly. So it just it just cheapens the whole thing when there's no stakes. Yeah, exactly. So, still good movies, though. I would say uh, I would say the Captain America movies are the best of yeah. them. We're not no, telling I mean, you you have to like them. I, 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 I know. Such a grump. You sit in my house and you talk about superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm trying to talk about destiny, damn it. <laughs> that was my week, though. Um, uh, I played a lot of games. Uh, a lot of VR. Uh, Batman. Buy it if you like Batman. Rigs. Download it because it's free. Um, and awesome, Oh, apparently. I also played a bit of Transistor. Oh, Transistor's yeah. so oh, fucking good. Yeah, I, I loved it. The music was really good. I got past the first boss, uh, Sybil, I think it is. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the, act, the, the, act, the opera the house actress. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she just keeps coming back like four times. Uh, mm. I like the game. I'm always enthusiastic about picking it up. Never enthusiastic about finishing it. This is the third time I've started it. And, uh, <laughs> I think I'll maybe get to it. That's fair. It, it's on my it, It's list. one of my favorite games. Yeah. I, I absolutely adore it. I yeah. played through it in, I think, three nights like just after work i have yeah. like two hours to play so yeah i played through like six hours and then i beat all the challenges yeah. I, I never did that i was uh, I, I never get good enough to uh to finish all the, the, i finished a lot of them but. yeah the only hard ones i found is when you're facing like another because you can face like a ghost version of yourself basically that can yeah. also because like you have the power to stop time plan all your moves yeah uh, and every it's, three seconds. That's it. Yeah, the last yeah. boss is Jeff Goldblum. He can do that. Yeah, the last boss <laughs> can do that as well. And the last of the challenges is that you go up against yourself. Who can you? Can, that person stops time, and like comes at you. Those are like by far the hardest challenges, I think. And the other ones didn't give me too much trouble. I like the most I did one was probably ten times, but that yeah. that's like an outlier. All the other ones like two, three times I had it for sure. Yeah, uh, I only did two challenges. Yeah. Easy because they're the first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, but that, that game's fucking fantastic. I'm looking really forward to playing uh, their next game. Yeah, Pyre. I'll play eventually. Yeah, really fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my whole week. Oh, and I did see. Okay, so I'm just gonna give a little, little call out here. Call out friend of the show, a woman on the internet. Yeah. Just like, oh, you guys don't want to play Firewatch? Whatever, no big deal. Good episode anyway. And I'm just like, hang on a second. Uh, I I took your recommendation for Oxenfree, which is currently free on uh, Xbone. Well, that's why they call and, it Oxenfree. And right? had a buddy of mine download it, so oh, I'm yeah. not playing it because I don't have an Xbox. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I did I did uh, carry on her recommendation and give it to somebody, it's else. somebody else. That's cool. Paid it forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I know she brought it up to me too. Uh, that it is not a walking simulator. That's a lot what Firewatch? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's just. So can we get I, a public I, apology? I no. We'll <laughs> <laughs> play Firewatch one day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I still don't know what Firewatch is. Uh, you walk. Like I think the concept. You almost said you walk. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> right yeah. after defending it as not a walking simulator. Yeah, yeah. What the concept is? It's like a simulation. Yeah. You, is this? No, I'm thinking of a different one. Is this the one where you you crash land in the Canadian oh, wilderness? That's uh, that's the long dark. Oh, that's the long dark. Yeah, no. Uh, Firewatch. So remarkable. Don't... Jamie does. <laughs> I don't know the game, dude. I don't know the game. I've seen like screenshots of it, and Orly actually sent me um, yeah, uh, a. a I'll have trailer message. to watch to actually give to you, and I haven't watched I'll it. Have message or or <laughs> sent it to me. Yeah. <laughs> we're very lazy, and we're sorry. Right. Uh, <laughs> this recommendation, it's like it's like she sent a letter to somebody, yeah. and it's like, did you read it? 
Uh, I don't know if it showed up yet. <laughs> uh, I gotta check yeah. the mail. <laughs> I will she, watch. She, she, she probably would have had a better tenth had she just mailed me paper. Yeah, <laughs> I would have got some fucking faster. <laughs> I know you're listening, and I will get the video too. Yeah, I, and I will watch it when he sends it to me. Yeah. <laughs> so Ethan, what, what's your week? They both had their fingers crossed whenever they said all that stuff. They lied. Ethan, it's an <laughs> audio medium. <Yeah. laughs> oh, fuck you, Ethan. Uh, <laughs> my week was good, actually. You guys, as you guys know, I'm a scientist. Yep. I'm uh, always running experiments. Mm-hmm. You guys will be happy to learn that my hermit crab singularity was uh, quite a success. Uh, it, it, I, you guys know this, but I guess I'll explain it for the people at home. I ran an experiment to see how many hermit crabs you have to uh, to jam into a single atom's worth of space, mm-hmm. essentially to form a singularity. The answer is three. You can oh, really? press only three hermit crabs down to the, the space of a, that a single atom occupies, and it will create a singularity. Yeah. It's too bad you didn't figure that out quicker. So yeah. many wasted hermit crabs. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. With their yeah. soft little butts and their little yeah. arms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hard part about that is they're all hermits, so when you try and put them together, there's such a they, huge force. They really, yeah, the, it's, yeah. It's more difficult than herding cats. That was yeah. that was by far the biggest hurdle to overcome. But uh, yeah. with some really clever, because uh, I have a couple interns working for me too, um, we, we, we we worked hard. We worked, worked long and hard. And I think that for med- for science in general, especially medical science, yeah. this is going to be huge yeah. for everyone. Well, because now we can send hermit crabs into people, <laughs> and then they can they can <laughs> nestle into bacteria. Well, they love cholesterol. And, and then carry them out. Exactly. And they love cholesterol as well, so... I thought you were gonna say into space, and you went so the opposite into people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was my favorite part of this, this episode about NASA. Uh-huh. It was like everything NASA wants to do is so yeah. fucking mundane. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, you ruined it. Well, now we'll never know if ants can sort tiny screws yeah, in space. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so I was like, uh, <laughs> it's like miracle advances in the field of watchmaking and watch repair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Um, careful, they're ruffled. Yeah, yeah, the chips. <laughs> yeah, the the bag of Look at I smuggled on board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Simpson, if I have to die, I'm taking you to hell with me. <laughs> uh, uh, very good episode. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what this Simpsons go out and uh, give it a look. If you're waking up up from a coma right now, which you went into in 1987. Yeah, I was going to say for the last 30 years. (laughs) Um... Uh, besides the hermit crab experiment, I had a lot of fun researching some Dungeons and Dragons lore. Woo! Because there's some really cool stories. Uh, obviously, so we're talking about all of it, right? Woo! No, we're not talking about all Nestle of it. Nestle in, kiddos. Um, it's a seven-hour cast. Yeah. We're doing D&D. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, um, for everyone at home who doesn't really know what Dungeons and Dragons is, it's basically a loose set of rules uh, that you can take with your friends and you can make up a story in yeah. where one person plays the storyteller and all the other people would play one character. It's like Tinder. In it's that a loose set of rules. You get to make up a story about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yes, just like that. Uh, is that like Grindr? Um, uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's a lot like that. Yeah, okay. Which came first? Grindr came first. Grindr, Grindr came first, first yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... There is uh, there is lore behind this, but this is like pre-made stories because a lot of people I, like it's a big undertaking to create a whole story and a whole world for you and your friends to play in, obviously. Yeah. So there are preset modules. Beyond that, uh, I mean, the game the game was first launched in 1974, uh, with Advanced Dungeons and Dragons being the retooled by Gary Gygax. Came out in 1977. One I of the believe. best names I've ever heard. Gary right Gygax. Gary Gygax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, and he- pour one out for him on your pants, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, pour one out. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, this one's cold. Say no more. Uh, 
Um, yeah, so the, when it first came out, it was very much just like, uh, like I mentioned, it was just tools for a game, and you, you made it all up as you go, and then yeah. Gary Gygax came out with Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, which added this this whole world. Um, and since then, there have, have been like innumerable uh like iterations there's five editions yeah as of right now um there's well there was first edition advanced advanced first edition there was second edition there was third edition there was 3.5 because third edition was very broken and a lot of people didn't like it so they came out with a hot fix uh that they named 3.5 3.5 gave birth to pathfinder which is the system that i play in yeah, yeah. then there was fourth edition and we're on fourth ed is unpopular i know uh, uh my friend sarah hates fourth ed as far as it gets a lot of hate i think it was i mean at the time it was the most popular of the like dungeon dragons for sure yeah um people had a lot of gripes with it Uh, it was a little combat heavy but like like i play pathfinder which can get like there's a lot of numbers in pathfinder there's a lot Mm. of details there's a lot of rules like more so than dungeons and dragons but like a lot of people fail to realize that you can ignore them if you want like if it suits your game, your game goes at the pace that the the storyteller wants it to go yeah, at. DM, you know right? what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of people like they're like, oh, we kept getting bogged down in combat, and it's just like, well, it's on you guys to like make combat quicker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But by by all accounts, fifth edition is a great system. I haven't played. I have played fourth edition, and I thought it was fine. But I come from Pathfinder, so it's very yeah. similar. I'm rolling a fifth ed character. I'm in the process of it. Yeah. Uh, I have a PDF. So there's another dude I work with, and then like Tall Peter and a couple other guys. Oh, cool. Uh, who uh. Are, are in a campaign and like since we do this I don't always have the time to go play with them so it's, they were just like so it, yeah, very like, I'll be a bard uh, just so like my excuse of being a wandering minstrel makes more sense yeah, yeah. Um, and so this one of my experiences with D&D uh, sorry I guess I'll just get into it yeah. and ask what our experiences are <laughs> um, I've not actually played okay I have for some reason like known a lot of people who play D&D and they always try and get me to start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have a character that I've had for a long time as a concept. Okay. And everybody's always like, no, it's it's great. It's just like video games because you can do anything you want. And I was like, fine. Uh, I'm playing a human race character stat-wise. Yeah, yeah. But my character is two dwarves in a long coat. <laughs> and people are just like, no, you can't do that. I'm like, don't make do anything except be two dwarves in a coat and use yeah. a human character sheet. Fuck you. No, yeah. Like, See, yeah, that's, whatever. That's, like, in my opinion, that's bad DMing. If, if, exactly. If if I was running that game, I would absolutely do that. As long as like the stats don't change, then no, I don't no, care. no. Well, for simplicity's yeah. sake, because yeah. of human height, I use human race. But I think that makes stats. I think that makes great. Like that's, there's so much potential for good storytelling. And there, I want to get into I mean? it. Like, you know, yeah. like my trait is if I roll to dodge, I have to roll a second part to not break in half at the waist. Uh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> like, it. Which um, is like the other thing. And I, I love that because like as a as a storyteller like it's cool because i it, it presents cool, unique opportunities yeah but from your perspective you could be like as i level up you get more adept at it you know maybe you you gain spells that let you you know like yeah like k- k- hold together better or whatever you know what i mean i it's wanted like, to get really into it as well like refer, yeah. refer to myself as we by accident every once in a while yeah, yeah that's it like, I, we i i i yeah. don't yeah. agree with this at all like Two dwarves who aren't thinly disguised as a human being, yeah. who aren't even good at it. Yeah. It's just like yeah. I was like, if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me I can do anything, like it's Peter O'Donoghue, man. I'm gonna push the envelope yeah, yeah, <laughs> of, of absurdity. Yeah, I yeah. love that shit. Yeah, no, Come that's, on, that's fair. That's uh, that's. My- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, James. my experience with it is uh, I did join. Uh, Ethan was my DM for a little while, for about a month. Yeah, I ended up dropping out because it was on a weeknight back when I was trying to get fit, so it was like yeah. not <laughs> my schedule. But um, thank I, God you gave that up. Yeah, play D and D. Yeah, exactly. Play D and D in VR. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, now uh, I'm off that trip. <laughs> that, that, that trajectory off the but, fitness train yeah, exactly just come to the Y with me yeah <laughs> I used I, to go frequently yeah <laughs> I, I, I do go to the gym a couple times a week but anyways it's not about that this is, <laughs> this is um, so D&D I played Pathfinder in two different campaigns I had a cleric and I also in uh, a cleric in Ethan's campaign yeah. and then a mutual friend Rob um, he was you ran a ranger. I a think. ranger, yeah. yeah that I, I had a crossbow that I, I could shoot twice a turn. And it yeah. Felt really oh, cool. Yeah. It felt really good. He was like, like it was good DPS. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, of story. He had a deep campaign. I, I just like yeah. wasn't. I thought I was ready for D and I wasn't ready for D and D. Yeah. It, also, with Rob's campaign, um, it fell apart right after you joined because two other people quit, uh, and it was okay. just yeah. Uh, the hardest thing about Dungeons and Dragons is organizing four people to sit around for yeah. any yeah. length of time. Um, the rest of my experience, just while while we're here, is, yeah. um, is also I listened to the Adventure Zone podcast for a long time. Yeah. Which is a lot of D and D. It's the McElroy. The McElroys. Yeah, yeah the McElroys. So they they're much more popular than we are. But famous they, podcasters. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 great and they're they're funny. It's like the whole family, like the dad. And oh, the yeah. They, they play with their dad, and it's just so charming. To, oh, he's kidding. definitely my favorite person on the podcast because yeah. he's like. Like play with your dad, you know what I mean. He doesn't. Yeah, really, yeah. Like the yeah. rules are like confusing, and like he's he's always like games. Ring so. of Truth. Yeah, that's our zone of truth. Yeah. Zone of Truth. Yeah, yeah because his, his branded spell, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah, so, he's, he's the reason I picked a cleric. Actually, yeah, yeah. He's so funny. <laughs> yeah, you know, being a dad playing with the boys. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, it, I also listen to um, a couple other podcasts where they have a D and D segment at the end, or uh, also a futurized D and D. I forget the name of it. It's a like there's guns, um, Shadowrun. Like, Shadowrun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good, good way to be on my level. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. No problem. Yeah. If you ever want to play a game where you need thirty dice, that's the game for you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I want to do yeah. that. Most of the D and D that I do listen to, apart from the Adventure Zone, which is like semi legit, is usually in front of a live audience, and they just kind of use the rules as it is entertaining. Oh, more okay, than well, actually that's, fair. that's how you should play in yeah. my in my humble opinion you yeah. should probably play D&D to have fucking fun yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and not to like yeah, yeah. follow rules but yeah. some but some people like rules to be fair like some yeah. people really like the system and you know some people really like um, like mid-maxing their damage which is you know building your character in the perfect way that exploits build, all the yeah. rules so you deal like so like 10 times more damage than everyone else in the party some people like that and more power to them it's not the way that I play and it's not uh, the way that I DM by any stretch of the imagination yeah. so um, I keep using this term DM, or we keep using this term. DM. What is it? it? What is it? Means dungeon master. Uh, pro- it's referring to the storyteller in a game of Dungeons and Dragons. What is the goal of a dungeon master? What do they want to do when they're running the game? They want to kill all their friends. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. They want to. They want to certainly instill the fear of death into their friends. They want to. I do that all the time. Yeah, they want to. They want <laughs> to make stable. Yeah, they want to make sure that there are real consequences to the game. They want to make sure that everyone's having fun. They want to build an interesting and tactile world for the player characters to experience. Okay. Um, so as I was saying, or as Jamie mentioned, I guess I I did DM a game for a while, and I did run my own world. It was it was a homebrew setting. Uh, homebrew refers to I I made it up basically, and which which is what makes the canon of Dungeons and Dragons uh, particular, I guess is the word to use, because there's 
there's so many different settings. There's so many third-party publishers who publish stuff for Wizards of the Coast who publish Dungeons & Dragons uh, using the same rule system, just their own world. Uh, so the canon that we're going to be talking about is specifically uh, Forgotten Realms. Okay. Which is the characters of uh, Dritz Duerden in all the R.A. Salvatore books. Sure. Um, and this is the probably this is almost certainly the most popular uh, D and D setting. This is the one of, like officially. Um, this is the official wizard or one of the official Wizards of the Coast um, settings. Yeah, this is the Forgotten Realms. Um, this is the Magic the Gathering. I've people played too, a lot right? of. Uh... Sorry. Wait, the Wizards of the Coast. That's Magic the Gathering. They make Magic the Gathering as well. Yes. Oh. I played a lot of actually. Now that you reminded me, Forgotten Realms. I played a lot of Forgotten Realms video games. Yeah, you must have. Like I've played Baldur's Gate. I've played Baldur's Gate two. The Baldur's Gate games are great. Yeah, I've never finished them. They're too hard. Uh, like yeah, I, I'm. One uh, or two I, are hard. When I played them, I was too much of a babby PC gamer and like couldn't wrap my dumb brain around it. No, at all. like fair. I'd love to play them again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I was fair. drinking with someone last night who learned to read through the Baldur's Gate series. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, what's that other game that's similar to Baldur's Gate that just recently came out? Uh, Divinity, Divinity 2. Divinity 2. Yeah. It's supposed to be fucking incredible. Uh, it's like $55 in one survey. Yeah, me too. I know. Yeah. Same here. There's a dude I work with. Well, like, I know Orly's playing it. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of my buddies are playing it. And there's this guy at work who, yeah. like, walked up to me and some of my colleagues. We all, we're all in the same section. Yeah. Uh, he walked up to us and he's just like, Yo, anybody playing Divinity 2 Original Sin? And yeah. we're all of us are just like, oh! And yeah. like, nobody's playing it nobody's, nobody's playing bought it. Yeah, yeah. He has 50 fucking dollars, mm. but it, it looks awesome. Yeah. Everyone in my cubby, there's like eight people, and I think I'm the only one who doesn't own the game right now. <laughs> like, I just see them talking about You just it. had to buy a Batman VR, didn't you? Oh, it's $25 <laughs> instead of 55 and Yeah. It's, uh, well, that's, yeah. It's a bit more immersive, I'd Yeah. Say. A little aside, it is made by Rocksteady Games, the makers of the Arkham series. Oh, okay. it is? Yeah, I Googled Ooh. it. They had a VR team. Cool. So, so, so you're saying Dungeons and Dragons, a DM? Dungeons and Dragons. We're talking. We're going to be talking about specifically the uh, Forgotten Realms universe. Uh, yeah. I have uh, some create. I have the creation of the universe. I have how the magic system works, and then I have some interesting events that happened regarding uh, the history of the world. Basically. Okay. So oh. That's our structure. Yeah. We got it. There's also two games: uh, uh, Dark Alliance and Dark Alliance Two. Baldur's Gate are two console games that I played. They're action RPGs. Oh yeah eons ago and yeah. Dritz is an uh, unlockable character uh, when you beat it on hard Everyone, everyone's favorite ed- edgelord yeah exactly I know. <laughs> the, like, the OG edgelord yeah a buddy uh, might, yes, he's like, yeah, the, the original Shadow the Hedgehog yeah, yeah. Uh, a buddy might read all those books yeah, yeah. Dritz the Warden for anyone listening at home is a character in uh, R.A. Salvatore's he probably has 30 books out now uh, about this character um, interesting enough character he's a dark elf or a drow as they're known uh, they live in a place called the underdark which is literally just like a massive expanse of caverns and a under stupid the, name under the ground uh, the dark elves worship spiders and they are a matriarchal society so women are the leaders of the drow you lost me at the spider thing that seems that's awful <laughs> they, they I mean their goddess is a, is a like manifest as a spider basically so they kind of revere them mm. uh, and there's a lot of giant spiders and there's a lot of nasty things in the underdark because it, it's literally it borders on hell so uh, okay. they get a lot of spillover from devils um, the tieflings yeah <laughs> so uh. how D&D works is uh, it's a it's a planar system so there's different planes of existence there's uh, the material plane or the prime material plane is where most like 99% of settings takes place that's where humans live uh, that's where elves live that's where you know everybody lives yep. there's the astral sea which is where the gods live the astral what the astral sea 
C. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or the the actual like the letter. <laughs> yes. No. Uh, exactly. Like okay. like the body of water. Okay. I thought you said the astral scene, and I was just thinking about a bunch of trendy angels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Air flips. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, wait a second, guys. This sounds fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, there's the elemental chaos, which is where the primordials live. Which we'll, okay. we'll get into all of this because it's very interesting. So, but so, if I'm gonna play D and D at home, what does it look like from the user's experience? I know we're talking about the lore, but like, what does the user sit down and have? You're generally sitting across from your heavier, sweatier friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the graphics are like. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it's very much real smells. It depends. <laughs> it depends on the DM. Uh, yeah. I've I've played games like I play a game online where the DM has like professional maps made because we play like in like Paizo is, is the publisher of Pathfinder, mm-hmm. and so we play their adventure paths. They've published maps for the the adventure that we're playing right now, which cool. is Rise of the Rune Lords. Um, and she does it with like dynamic lighting. So the map is there, but it's like, if you want to see around a corner, you have to go around the corner kind of thing. Wow. I have like a little token. Um, when I DM'd, I had like a little dry erase mat that I would just draw. It was like a, a chart or not a chart, but a grid. And I oh, would just, okay. I would just draw the maps by hand and then just like, here's the room that you're in. There's a table over here and I would draw a little circle. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And you have your little token guys that you, you have your like little figurine. Yeah, that's it. The, the, the most important thing, the mo- the best visuals you're going to get is from the storytelling. So yeah. th- that's why I refer to the dungeon master as a storyteller, because it's very much your job to describe the setting and say, you walk into a room and there's, there's a, a rotten beam hanging from the ceiling and the, the Northwest wall is collapsed and there's sun, a sunlight drifting in and, you notice a fine dust in the air. My favorite part about Ethan's DMing is the voices that he gives to all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts about DMing. Is just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's this one little kid and he kept coming back. It's such a high-pitched voice. He's yeah. so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Well, um, probably the, the, the best trait for a player to have, if you're going into a game of D&D, uh, the best traits would probably be be open, uh, always yes and, and um it's be, like improv a lot. yeah yeah and well be creative that's yeah that's probably the biggest one is be creative in what you want to do and like when you're making your character be creative and then stick mm-hmm. to your stick to your character and you control your reactions you do not control the direction of the story no that's it yeah. uh and for the dm the most important thing is improv because you will have many many moments as as a game master where your player says, I want to jump in the river, and you never in a million years plan for them to jump in the river, you know what yeah. I mean? Or you will say, like, you'll mention offhand, because you've been fleshing out this world for, like, a month now, you'll mention offhand, oh, there's a town to the south, uh, and they'll be like, oh, we want to go to that town. Why did you mention if, if there's... if why did you mention that there's a town there if there's nothing there? But you literally just mentioned it because you drew the map and you yeah. felt like it was worthy yeah. of note. So you have to, you just make it up all up on the fly. Uh, and it's really rewarding. One of the, the biggest skills is you make, you, you design a dungeon uh, and you expect your players to go there and they go somewhere else. And all of a sudden the, the other dungeon that they went to is like that. You're getting the same layout now. Yeah, <laughs> It's, it's going to be a different motif, but it's going to be the same layout. I was say, yeah. yeah, you can just recycle the stuff. Yeah. Like right, if they leave the one town that was important, go to the other town. The other yeah. town just becomes the That's important. It. You're, you're literally, Everybody's wearing different hats. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the same you're, li- you're building the set around them. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Forgotten Realms and uh, yeah, let's get into the lore. Now Wizards we know how it of the works. Coast. So um, it was. It, it all starts with one God, Jesus Christ. No, uh, yeah. just <laughs> well, like real life. Yeah, no, it's a Lord Ao, Lord Aoki. I don't know, Lord Steve Aoki, <laughs> Lord A O. One headphone on the E. Yeah, that's it. so Lord Aoki. 
uh, created the universe that now holds the world of Toril, which is the planet that uh, Dristo Worden lives on, the planet that the stories take place and most campaigns take place on. Um, when he originally created it, it wasn't called uh, Toril, but again, we will get into that. Uh, so after this creation comes a period of uh, timeless nothingness. This is basically, so like he creates the Big Bang and now like everything's coalescing kind of thing. So eventually the nothingness that is the void coalesces into beautiful twin goddesses who are Ooh. polar opposites of each other. Oh. So now we, now we have good and evil in the universe, okay. basically. Yeah. They are, We've got the goth girl and her sister, the cheerleader. Yeah, Saloon, yeah, Saloon yeah. is the cheerleader and Char is the goth girl. Okay. Uh, well, wait, wait. Are we saying goth girls are bad or cheerleaders are bad? Uh, tomato, potato. <laughs> are you saying why don't you decide well, you just gave the names uh, yeah but well, assumingly one of them is good but, and one is bad. but are you saying demons trying to take over the universe for their own twisted means is bad or are we saying that's good like okay you know yeah, what yeah, i mean you want to get that, old yeah. argument. that semantic oh, okay. fishing pot all right uh, fishing pot yeah i don't it's not an expression but i made it one, so that's good. <laughs> put it on a piece of corn <laughs> uh, the old fishing i'm gonna say melting pot i don't know why fishing came to mind <laughs> Uh, that old, it was because like that old kettle of fish. Oh it's yeah, like, is it actual? That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mix them. I mix them. I mix <laughs> I them in the old fishing pot. Fishing pot. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who says that? Ethan's like down by the river, just like with a, a strainer, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> all a net is is a strainer. It's like a colander. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> this is fourteen. Man. I'm fourteen, and this is deep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> So we got two goddesses, and they start going around uh, building planets, building heavenly bodies. Uh, and this actually gives rise to the goddess Shantea. She's the embodiment of the world Toril. <laughs> Peter, do you find something funny about the, the name Shantea? Peter, get your fishing pot together. Yeah. <laughs> your fishing pot is a mess right now. Uh, <laughs> Just um, ignore me. I'm just going to try and wheeze quietly yeah. to the side of the mic. <laughs> um, so Toril, Toril was lit by the cool radiance of the goddess Saloon. So okay. she's light. I don't know if you want to consider her good, but that's, that's up to you, James. No, I, James I, the Judger. Yeah. Uh, James the Judgy Miller. J James Judge, Judge James get, Miller. How did I get here? <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah. Yeah. I was asking you a question. Okay, okay. You asked uh, a long fucking question. Yeah. So we have uh, we have light and dark, but we do not have warmth yet. So Shantea, the, how? Uh, basically, the goddesses give off uh, the one goddess Saloon gives off light, yeah. and the other goddess gives off darkness. So she, yeah, yeah, but how does how does light not that particle create heat? That like Higgs boson gives the weight. They don't have that particle that gives the, the yeah. temperature. Yet. All right, uh, it's mostly because this is a fantasy world, Peter. So. I would appreciate a little bit of suspension and disbelief. <laughs> Mister, I, I want to play two dwarves in a trench coat. <laughs> He's like, how can you have light without heat? Like, it's called phosphorescence, dude. Like, uh, <laughs> All right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take that L. Yeah. So we have like an angler fish, basically, who's the goddess, and she's just giving off light, but it's oh, not, cool. it's yeah, not right. generating any. Heat. We got Steve Aoki's glow stick. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Saloon <laughs> is, is Steve Aoki's glow stick. Char is Steve Aoki's black light. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So Shantea uh, begs for warmth so that she might nurture life and living creatures upon her form. Uh, now, one of the goddesses says, wow, what a great idea. One of the goddesses says, that's dumb. Don't ever let that happen. Uh, the goddess of light thought it was a good idea. Goddess of dark said, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Um, sleep, well, I mean, like when it's dark and warm out, it's, horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible time to sleep. So the two fought over it. And it turns out when gods do stuff, 
sometimes they can create other gods. That's how they created Shantae in the first place was they made a world and the need for a god was there, so one manifests itself. Uh, so they start fighting and the next gods created were the gods of war, disease, murder, death, uh, etc. Cheery. Like the like, horsemen, basically? Yeah, yeah. Well, <sighs> not literal horsemen, but essentially, yeah. You got the, the Grim Reaper, we got uh, Apollo, the god of war, Yeah, et yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Saloon, the goddess of light, reaches beyond the universe to a plane of fire. Like I said, there's a bunch of different planes. There are the elemental planes. Uh, a really cool thing, there's the four elemental planes, earth, air, water, fire, and each of them has an aspect, either like uh, positive or negative energy. And for air, the positive energy is lightning because it just creates, like you have so much energy in the air. Like static, it's lightning, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And the negative one is vacuum. Yeah, you know, cool. uh, for water, the positive one is steam. The negative one is ice. Uh, it's, it's just interesting. Yeah, cool little That's the like magic that. system, or what? That's the plane system. Magic actually comes from all from from one goddess, uh, who we'll get into. She's actually a one of the more important goddesses. Excuse me for kicking shit over. This place is a mess, James. I, I can't even move up. my feet without kicking I shit over. I cleaned up. You came to my home and poured, poured beer, beer all over the floor and then left my floor and crotch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know when I walked in here, it was like, it was like a museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just came and fucked it all up. Oh, I, like, okay. I like the party. What can I, I had people here till like five in the morning yesterday doing the same thing. It's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's no problem. So, uh, Saloon reaches. Right, we'll have a room for this. <laughs> yeah. So, Saloon goes into the plane of fire uh, and grabs a pure flame. Uh, and she ignites one of the heavenly bodies. She creates a star, basically, okay. um, to uh, to heat um, Shantaea and her her all her peoples that she wants to make. Give her a nice even tan. Yeah. So no lines. <laughs> no lines. So Shar gets pissed and says, "I'm gonna snuff out all warmth in the universe, bitch." She's a very catty sister. I feel like. Mm. Um, Seems that way. So they're fighting, and uh, it's actually going very poorly for Saloon. Uh, so she gets desperate. She tears off the divine essence of magic from her body and hurls it at her sister. She's like, here, take this, my magic gland, and just throws it at her. So, like a kidney, like, hitting her face. Yeah. Like, like the sound of dropping a ham onto yeah. ceramic tile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it actually, it doesn't, doesn't just hit her face, it tears right through her, and Ooh, tears whoa. out a similar force. Uh, and this will basically comprise the, the enemy the, she sorry, had like the ghost punches her sister in the face and then punches her sister's ghost clean out of her ghost body exactly oh ex- wow. exactly exactly uh so the energy that she tore out of herself uh forms the god mistral who uh or the goddess sorry the goddess mistral who is who will become the goddess of magic so from this energy i've heard of her before he, actually from this energy she creates what's called uh the weave which is what all sorcerers will pull magic from it like permeates the universe it's from her realm, which is Dwe- Dwemer. It's the perfect hairdo at the center of the universe. Yeah, the perfect weave. <laughs> the yeah. perfect weave. Um, Long have the gods fought for the perfect weave. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just this essence that permeates the universe, and that's where all arcane magic comes from. Oh. There's another type of magic, which is divine. which Arcane is, is the purple one. Yeah, right? exactly. Purple yeah. and blue, sometimes reds, you know, uh, those colors. Whereas divine is always the gold, the yeah. whites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Divine magic is you pray to your god, your god grants you a number of spells per day. It's like Dark Souls. You got sorcery, you got miracles, you got pyramids. Ex- exactly like yeah. that, yeah. Um, except there's just the two, as far as I know. But there's dark and light. So. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's arcane and divine? 
Arcane and Divine. Yeah, okay. those are the two type of casters in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, well, that's Cleric versus so, Sorcerer, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Sorcerer and Wizard, uh, Cleric, and uh, a Bard is, is what's called the Spontaneous Caster. They can pull a bit of both from both. They yeah. usually get their spells from their god, though. I've got a lot to learn before I start yeah. fucking running a you See, like, this is, the bard. Be- this is the beauty of it. You don't need to know any of this stuff. Perfect. You need to know your character, like, where do I get my spells? Because, like... When you play it, like yeah. how it works, I, I think wizards are really cool characters in Dungeons and Dragons. They these are people who've studied their entire lives to learn how to use ma- how to manipulate this weave, uh, and basically it, it it all manifests in words. So at the beginning of the day, they study their spell book and they memorize these words and they, they burn it to their head. So every time you rest, you get your spells back. If you rest yeah, for I knew eight that. hours, yeah. you get your spells back. But it's because like like thematically you're your character like studied his spell book long enough to learn those spells again. And when you use a spell, like all memory of that word is erased from your mind. Oh. You can't like the wizard doesn't know it anymore. He couldn't Respect. possibly cast that spell yeah. Uh, because yeah, he, he just like, he casts it once and that's it. Uh, the highest level spell that a character, that a player character can cast in Dungeons and Dragons is a ninth level spell. You get your first, you never have more than one ninth level spell and you get your first ninth level spell at level 17. So okay. It's a little, a it's a little convoluted, but yeah, and that does take a while. Like some campaigns can take like years. You know what I mean? Like you could play for five years a single campaign, depending yeah. on how fast your DM goes. It's like how how often do I give out experience? Yeah. Uh, you had something? Um, no, I was just trying to bring it back uh, like a while ago. It's like this is going to be a denser cast. So forgive me, I'm probably gonna ask things. It's not a bunch of I, I have like so many cutting points. It's, okay. As soon as we hit like a good time, just. Okay. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. No, I'm just wondering. Like, it's, I just wanted to ask a question. So, um, arcane is manipulating the weave yeah and divine is granted by god granted by a god in it is it still related to the weave no okay so basically there's this one i mean you can think of it like uh it's all granted by a god it's just mistral kind of freely gives the weave to okay. anybody who who knows or is willing to use it yeah uh whereas for divine casters like clerics you you literally have to pray to your specific god that's why uh and gods are are, are given a certain alignments so there's, there's nine, right? There's nine alignments. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, lawful, lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good. So lawful good would be like a police officer. Uh, chaotic good would be like a, an erratic billionaire who donates a lot of his money to charity. Okay. Uh, then there's uh, lawful neutral, which is someone who just like he obeys the law, but he's not necessarily good or evil. There's true neutral, which is in my opinion like the biggest wild card because he can pretty much do anything, do anything without stepping on anyone's toes. There's uh, chaotic neutral, which is you're just a crazy person. Uh, there, then there's the there's lawful evil which is like um devils are typically lawful evil uh th- like you make a deal with the devil you know what i yeah. mean they, they want to sign packs they want to they want to steal your soul uh and then there's no they want to they want to like swindle you out of your soul that's more, it more than kill you and exactly steal out of your body. The, there's yeah. neutral evil which is just like you're kind of evil and then there's chaotic evil which is like demons you're like i want to burn everything and okay. kill everyone in the universe you know yeah I, real like reason. we mentioned it before in the cast but i have a hard time with all of the chaotic things like it, it seems like you aren't going to be very invested in your character you're more invested with manipulating the story if you're any of the chaotics right because like if, if, if I'm, I'm chaotic good uh i'll do good things all the time and but then like every once in a while i'll do something random like how do you play something that's chaotic when in nature we are not chaotic no that's fair it's probably i mean it's one of the harder ones to play well i just ripped my jeans uh, it's one of the harder ones to play. <laughs> your, your, your pants are just having yeah. the worst fucking day. Having a bad day. <laughs> uh, 
You yeah, ripped they, his knee right off. Yeah, they hold my jeans. You know what? Pour Every once so in a while, you just got to pour a beer on your crotch yeah. and rip your knees. Everyone pour one out. <laughs> Everyone listening at home, pour one out on your laps for me. For my jeans. <laughs> just all over yourself. Um, it's the pour one out challenge. Yeah. New hashtag. So, so a chaotic character is probably the, the hardest one to play well. I agree. Because yeah. a lot of people do use it as an excuse like, well, I'm so funny. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Yeah. But if you play like a genuinely psychopathic character, yeah. like you're going to fit under, under chaotic maybe. And... It is a double-edged sword because you go to a social functioning. You're like, oh, I want to say this. And the DM has, if you're chaotic, the DM has full right to be like, I don't think you would be so level-headed in this situation. You know what I mean? I think you would lose your temper right now or something like that. Yeah. So, um, But that's hard because then now you have the DM who's trying to project something onto you. You have to play a certain way. And unless you're legitimately chaotic, you cannot play something chaotic well. You know, like there's always going to be a motive behind it. If you're legitimately chaotic, you will not be able to understand D, you know like yeah but i think you can play a character without being mm. like i can play a psychopath without being a psychopath. i don't know it's yeah just, that's what acting is yeah that is what <laughs> acting is but it's like you have to have a motive you're not just being crazy because you're crazy and that's what someone who's truly crazy is like a chaotic person yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. uh i think there's problems with that like i i'd like to see someone who plays it well i can't imagine it okay yeah. Study psychology. He doesn't yeah. understand the chaotic spectrum of the fucking yeah. chart. <laughs> I mean, my, my first ever character was a chaotic sorcerer, and I thought I played it pretty well. Yeah, uh, like it was entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, his motives were his own. His backstory was uh, he was a child. He's a sorcerer. So the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer: a wizard studies their whole life to cast magic. A sorcerer is born with these abilities. Okay. So a sorcerer doesn't need to remember words. They just rest long enough, and the words come back to them. So a wizard can study any spell at the beginning of a day and learns it. Okay. A sorcerer relearns the same spells each day. Okay. As they level up, they can learn new spells, but they'll never be, they won't be able to change those spells out for whatever spell they think they might need that day. Okay. Uh, so is that like elemental shit? Uh, it's basically just like he's innate. He's in tune with the okay. the the weave. So in tune with the weave that the spells just come to him, kind of thing. Cool. Um, and he was basically he was born in a village. Uh, he had like his whole family had been sorcerers for the longest time. They were very powerful sorcerers. Uh, and just as when he was a child, his father, we basically owned an estate and like the, the peasant mob overthrew his father. Cause they didn't like the Lord that was a sorcerer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they took the child and basically locked him up in a tower for like 80 years. And a sort like they hired a professional wizard to come by and like seal it magically. So he aged slower. But he was just alone for like 80 years. And then the tower, crum- like one tower wall crumbled one day and he managed to get free. So he's just been in complete solitude for 80 years. And now all of a sudden he's out in the world. So I played it just like when I would meet new people, I would never know like socially what to say. So anytime we were in a social situation, I would always play it like I, I say the wrong thing or I just turn around and walk away like when the guy's mid-sentence because I, I don't pick up on the cue that that's wrong. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, but this, I mean... Okay, okay, uh, that, 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 that gives a little more confidence. Yeah. I could, I could see it in that way, but you still always have to have an angle. You're not truly chaotic. No, yeah, your angle your angle is to be chaotic. Your angle Wait. is to, to do the... Yeah. some To sometimes do the opposite of what your instinct says, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, well, there were times where it would it would, it gets you in trouble more, more than it helps. Yeah. So I think that it's chaotic in comparison to you as a person, but I don't think it's chaotic in the sense that you're rolling the dice every time you do something and being like you know like like um every time i walk to the, the town with my my compatriots or comrades whatever you call these people um i'm i might kill them 
Like yeah. that's that's really chaotic, you know? Like 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 for you, you were a socially awkward sorcerer. Is that chaotic? I don't know. My, I, I think that you just don't have the social skills. It, it's, sorry, the, the, this alignment table is only in reference to your motives. Okay. So what you want, my guy had, was flight of fancy. Okay. He never knew what he wanted beyond two days. Okay. You know what I mean? Like okay. he would he would often just walk around naked. He would often he would get food and like he just get like the, just like the real Ethan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> get food and water, and then he'd be he'd be pretty good. You know what I mean? Okay. And he went along with these people because he made a, he made a connection with two other people. And like this is the only time since he's been out of his his imprisonment for the last eighty years that he's actually had any sort of connection with people. Okay. So he's gonna stick with them, but then even at the same time, he doesn't understand their motives behind pretty much anything. Okay. Because he's kind of off kilter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is hard to play. Yeah. With. Yeah, I had a hard time with just yeah. like the word chaotic. No, that's fair. Yeah. Um. So to to bring it back, we were talking about that because uh, we were talking about the gods. Yeah. yeah. So certain gods will be uh you'll have a, a lawful good god. This is like the the pinnacle of, of godhood. It's like Jesus, right? Yeah, a shining example yeah. of like grace and beauty. Very brippy. Uh, <laughs> and if you're a paladin, you can be within one step, it's called. So if you have a lawful good god, you can either be uh, neutral, lawful neutral or yeah. neutral good. And you're fine because your god's still like, uh, I, I respect what you do. But if you ever do something evil as a paladin you lose all ability to cast spells. Because the next time you pray, your can god... Can you get it back? You can. You have to atone for your sins, basically. Cool. Because your god says... You get indicted, basically. Yeah, your, your god says, like, you've, you've gone against my will, like, you're no longer a chosen child of mine. When you pray, I'm not going to answer. Gods There's, are so fucking petty, man. Yeah, I mean, you can become an anti-paladin, too, which is basically you just... You find an evil god and say, like, I now swear myself to you. But that works both ways. So now cool. if, you do, if you ever do good as an anti-paladin... Your evil god's gonna say no. Like, what are you doing? Okay. St- stop feeding those children. Kill them. Yeah. You know? eat, th- eat those children. Eat those children. Don't give them food. You eat them. Yeah. Eat them now. They are food. You don't give them. They food. are food. Yeah. You don't feed food. <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, not true in a lot of cases, but uh, we do have to feed our food because we need it to fatten up. Yeah. Exactly. And eat it. Exactly. Because mm. carrots need food too. Carrots do. They need dirt. That's Man. why. That's why in my carrot patch I kill a lot of cows because the blood seeps down really richens up the carrots you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> you get like nice like holstein carrots yeah exactly. they're all, like, they're all white and black white and black yeah yeah <laughs> they produce milk it's very weird yeah it's yeah. weird it's, it's, weird to, it's a weird thing to boil but it doesn't yeah. scream for a second <laughs> uh, no it's just air escaping <laughs> <laughs> yeah out of, the, out of the crabs um we're talking about uh, gods mistral the goddess of magic that's it uh, so Shar, the dark goddess, uh, she remains powerful. Despite her magic getting punched out, she didn't lose nearly as much, and she w- she already had the upper hand. She, she already had the high ground. Yeah, so she's basically the explanation of why, that's basically the explanation of why 98% of the universe is, or 99% of the universe is empty space. Okay. Because yep. she's that darkness just sitting out there, just waiting for an opportunity kind cool. of thing. She's uh, the void. Saloon waxes and wanes because she's the sun orbiting uh, the planet. Yeah. Uh, Sun orbiting the planet. Come on, Galileo. Fucking slow down here, buddy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Take a step back. So the Earth is flat. How does the Sun orbit a flat plane? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, come on. <laughs> if we're rocketing upwards and the sun's going around us, is it also fucking rocketing upwards? None of this makes any sense. Come on, man. <laughs> NASA. So around the same time. Explain that. Around the same time, but initially unnoticed by the gods, beings known as the primordials begin to appear. So this is primordial fire, primordial lightning. Uh, basically, beings that just like um, these uh, these goddesses created a planet, and and the need for a god arose, and yeah. the the goddess did um, in the plains of in the plane of fire, in the plane of vacuum, in the plane of air. Uh, in all these planes, primordial beings like need arises, and these beings just kind of coalesce uh, to form. Are they like golems? They're like, like titans or like, yeah. Greek oh, mythology. Oh, they're like the titans from the Hercules. What? Yeah. yeah what, hey, we what talked about Hercules two weeks in a row. I love yeah. that Not to be confused with, there are beings called titans, which are more, uh, which are like tall giants, which look like the, uh, which look like tall giants, basically. So, uh, I mean, I guess more the god of war uh, mm. titans. What is primordial okay. really mean? Like is raw. it is it is it raw, like first coming, yeah. like... Like primordial soup, yeah. yeah it's like, it was like when Earth was just like a boiling ocean of chemicals, bacteria, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of, like, amino acids yeah. coalesce into cellular life. Yeah. That's it. Like, cause it, it doesn't necessarily mean pure. It, it almost means unrefined. It's, yeah, I would say. Well, it's does, very yeah. much unrefined. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. unrefined. It's raw. It's crunchy. Beginning. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Crunch at me. Yeah, crunch at me. Primordial what, app. Where did that come from? I, I, One like, of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, crunch at me? Yeah, I thought that was a real thing, like, for a while. No. Like, you guys one of our episodes. One of us said crunch at me. Yeah. I think ran. it was you. It might have yeah. been. I, I've been. I think I've said it the most out of all of us. I'm not sure yeah. if I said it first, but I definitely but said I've it. I've heard most. both of you say it so often that I was positive it had some sort of reference outside of this, but no. It's a. I think it might just be a Lore Boys branded thing that we've. Been in yeah. that we've been in for so long yeah. for 19 you fucking weeks. Cereal or something. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> boys cereal. I'll do the art for the box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be great. At least you only have to do it once this time. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah give me, send me the dimensions once, please. Yeah. Post. Yeah. Post I'll be the iTunes where it's just like right. just redo the picture till it works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like, oh, yeah. Well, they have, we have I the regular that. size box, we have the family size box, and then you got the little travel boxes of cereal. So you got to do oh, at least three yeah. different. Yeah, dimensions. where you get two boxes of Frosted oh, Flakes, two exactly. boxes of Fruit Loops, then two boxes of Little Boys Crunch. Oh, yeah. yeah, I thought you were still talking about iTunes photos. Like, how does that work? Family size. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The no, family you, size. Welcome to Little Boys <laughs> Family Size Podcast. Yeah. Podcast for the whole family. Yeah, fuck that. The the just to to go to like a little behind the scenes thing here, which I will develop. Well, elaborate on behind the scenes later. Yeah. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast to feel some dirty little some secrets. Some good teasers. Getting the fucking iPhone picture to fit. Yeah. Was one of the most frustrating things I I've bet, ever dude. done because every time I would check, okay, it was just like these dimensions. Make sure it's these dimensions. I would give those dimensions, and it wouldn't fucking fit. Yeah. I was going insane. Yeah. And then finally one day, I was just like, okay, 
I'm not going to do 1400 by 1400. Which is what I'm going to do random garbage by 1400. Yeah. Fucking perfect. Yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so much. Uh, my, my struggles is in, on the editing side. Ethan always says horribly offensive things. Yeah, and, it's almost every second word. Yeah, so I end up, whenever I edit an episode, it takes about eight hours per actual hour. Yeah. Because I need to cut out so many out, racist, cutting sexist, all the racist all, sexist, all of those things. Yeah, yeah, all the worst things that you can imagine. Uh, <laughs> jingoist. Uh, yeah. yeah. Specious. Communist. Xenophobic. Yeah. Yeah, communist. Yeah. <laughs> Socialist. Yeah. yeah. The fucking Reds, dude. Yeah. Let me tell you. So, uh, a god, Therese Dune, Comes to Eber Toril. That's the name of the planet. That, Eber Toril. Uh, Eber Toril. Uh, it's hyphenated. Um, the, actually, the etymology of this name comes from there was two different people who uh, made D and D settings, and when they merged their companies, they decided to merge their two worlds as well. Okay. Peter, you have a question. You don't have to raise your hand. But. I have to raise my hand in here because it, we are polite on this podcast <laughs> at all times. We are very. We are three refined gentlemen. Yeah of uh not primordial uh no exactly yeah. we're not we're not the we're not the primordial nice guy no, we're no. true nice guy yeah. <laughs> chaotic nice guy yeah um uh so uh the video games baldur's gate uh neverwinter nights uh those are forgotten realms games yes. right so they are this is all the same setting that i'm already same setting associated with. way way in the future though i got that, which which is fine i won't i won't get to those today that's okay. Yeah, there's there's no way I get to that era today. That's okay. But, yeah, uh, we, we could do yeah. maybe more D and D. Same episodes. settings. That's why that's why I, I picked the Forgotten Realm settings because those games, the uh, like I said, the RE Salvatore books and a bunch of other books yeah. are all all in these set all in the Forgotten Realm. Settings. I just wanted to know like if if this was gonna all lead up to the creation of like whatever planet I was well, playing fucking. Yeah, yeah it will. It is. It it will be that planet. It'll be Toril uh, in yeah. the end. It will no longer be Obir Toril. It could be fun spoiler. on a Friday night for us three just to get together and like play a small. Bit of D D two and yeah. just record it, see what happens. <laughs> we we can do a one shot, no problem. Yeah, exactly. yeah, we can do a one shot on yeah. uh, on the Lord Boy's Twitch channel, which has hitherto been unused. Yeah, yeah exactly. which will be used soon. Yeah, I, I plan on playing through the original Fallout because it's the twenty year anniversary. I, I, yeah, 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 they were giving yeah. away for free, but I already got a free copy for some reason on GOG. Yeah, yeah, eons ago. I feel like my PlayStation is running four hours a day where I'm playing it. So <laughs> I should just connect the Twitch and just make it. Yeah, happen. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I sent you the password. Yeah, yeah, I just gotta do it. Just gotta do it. It's, what uh, Dungeons and Dragons? It's password one two three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lordvoicepodcast at gmail dot com, mm. and that is password one two three exactly. Yeah. Just uh, please hijack our Twitch. Yeah. Yep. Do, do something fucked up with it. Yeah. So this god Theris Dune comes to Eber Toril from another plane of existence. Okay. Uh, Which one? Um, I don't have it noted down, but okay. it's really not relevant. Good enough. Uh, so he comes to uh, he comes to this plane. Uh, and he finds what on- can only be described as a shard of pure evil. So he's kind of just like wandering around the universe, not minding his own business. And he finds this little crystal. And he's like, let's check out this crystal. Uh, as soon as he grabs it, his mind and spirit are open to a race of demons. One of the, I think the oldest known race of demons. Uh, they're called Oberiths. Uh, and he, he basically, his soul becomes connected with all these Oberiths. And they're trapped in a plane of like... D- undying unfathomable darkness cool uh they've just been trapped there for eternity kind of like some cthulhu bullshit yeah exactly so uh as soon as he touches it he's like very quickly driven to madness and he's just like he loses his mind basically uh so the demons demand of him that he plant the seed of evil within the astral seat which is uh where the gods call home 
uh, he, they promise him total dominion over uh, the astral sea and all its inhabitants. So they say like, you'll be God among gods. You'll be, you'll be king as if you do this one thing for us. Uh, the astral sea or the astral... It's like that meme where it's that like creepy thing up against the window. It's like, trust me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the astral sea is actually a pretty cool place. All the other planes are infinitely large, uh, except for the astral plane, which is infinitesimally small. Okay. Uh, the significance of that is that there's no time in the astral astral plane. You can literally mm-hmm. exist there forever and never age. But when you travel to another realm, there's a chance that time catches up with you. It's it's all a very that's interesting. In, in real world space and time, if you were small enough, would time go slower? Because time does go slower for because smaller you have less if you're smaller, you're fast. Space. Are you what, is that? Well, because like time time is based on space, right? So like the more Fuck! I'm gonna fucking sound stupid. About <laughs> yeah, Can we start talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. theoretical physics. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we sound like a bunch of jackals who don't know what they're talking yeah, about. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm willing to take that risk. Yeah. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> I'll put that risk on the internet, dog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyways, my impulse from watching TED Talks is, that <laughs> is that from the odd TED Talk I've watched. If you are small enough, time goes slower. Yeah, if the smaller creatures experience time slower. That's yeah. why for like hummingbirds it looks like we're moving in slow motion. Yeah. Stuff like that. What? That's why that's why fly that's one of the reasons why flies have such good reaction time. Yeah. Flies see and process images that they see like two hundred and fifty times faster than the human eye can. Or the human brain can. How did they figure that out? Uh, reaction times. They asked. They asked yeah, to fly. it's a reaction. Pretty. Yeah. Asked to fly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, fly. What do you think? My 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 yeah. old my old Greek grandmother was just like, "Why are you so fast?" And he turned around. He was just like, "I see you in slow motion." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, actually, grandmother, I can process 250 times faster. <laughs> well, yeah. The the the, the, the fly. Yeah, he uses her first name. Well, Irene. Yeah. Uh, so that is a good grandmother name. <laughs> well, that, that's the real one. Yeah. yeah. Mine was Therese. One of the most interesting features of the astral plane is uh what are called god isles so this is the realm of the gods this is this is where they they live where most of them come from and where pretty much all of them go once they attain deism okay um but there are other races which live in there notably the githyanki which is a race of like the the goblin like they basically look like really tall goblins like really tall lanky goblins and they they come from the astral sea uh they live on floating isles of dead gods Cool. So when Ooh. gods die, they petrify and they basically float on this astral sea. And these Githyanki, like their capital city, which is called Tunarath, is built on the petrified corpse, corpse of a dead god known only as the one in the void. That's Fantasy's cool. Isn't that fucking metal? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fucking sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So could you imagine you just go to this place and there's just these floating islands and they're just the bodies yeah. of dead gods? It's like, like bloated giant beings that you're yeah. setting up a family on top of. Yeah. Yeah. So it's here that the Oberis <laughs> want uh, Tharizdun to plant the seed of evil. Uh, even though he's going crazy, he's like, this is not a good idea. All the gods are going to turn against me. Like, I'll never even get close. So what he does instead, he travels to the farthest reaches of the cosmos to plant the seeds in a primordial expanse of the churning elemental chaos, which is the realm of the fallen immortals. This is the astral sea is to gods as the elemental chaos is to primordials. Okay. So this is this is their realm, and he decides to go and plant it there because primordials don't think the way he thinks. They'll never see him coming. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, gotcha, bitch. Yes. This this stab with a sharpened turkey bone. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah! So he does plant this seed, and this eventually becomes the realm known as the abyss. So, like I said, the underdark borders hell. There's hell, which is is home to devils. And then there's the abyss, which is home to demons. 
Cool. And okay. the abyss lives on the edge of elemental chaos, where he planted this seed of pure evil given to him by the Oberus. How many times have we covered something featuring the abyss or the void? I feel like. Um, I mean, yeah, to be fair, five or six. This is some 1970s shit, right? I'm, here, I was so. gonna say. I was gonna say. I, 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 that, that was leading into my following thought, where I think most people just stole a bunch of shit from D and D. Yeah. They, and like, he stole. I mean, they stole a fair amount of shit from uh, well, like, Tolkien, though. So yeah. most <laughs> RPGs where there's any type of turn-based combat. Just is DND made into a computer game? Yeah, yeah. Dragon Age. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter, yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, Ooh, don't say that about Final Fantasy. We're gonna get the, the weebs after us, you know, man. I don't know, man. Like Final Fantasy, right? It's like it's turn-based combat. You have a set of moves. Um, Different classes. A, a, yeah, you don't yeah. always critical hit. You sometimes yeah. critical hit depending yeah. on your roll. And they just got the the random yeah. number generators to replace the dice and. Absolutely. Yeah, RN Jesus. Yeah. All yeah. games are stupid. Um, so doing the this, point of this podcast is to get you to stop get, playing video games. Yeah, we're we're explaining why dumb, how dumb everything is. We're yeah. getting to hundred episodes. Like, what games are stupid? And we've done it. And this is it. We stopped so, video games, yeah, guys. Stop yeah. video games. <laughs> Finally, you're welcome, Moms Against Video Games, the yeah. Facebook group. Uh, which I'm not. I don't know if that's a thing, but I'm sure that's. A if it's thing. not, yeah, Mavgo, Mavgo's out there. If yeah. it's not, Mav G. It's like a really thug old lady is Mav G. Yeah. Um, we if we don't have, uh, or if we are gonna make a second page, we should probably make our own kind Mothers of, Against like, sock, sock puppet account of like yeah. Mothers Against Video, Mothers against video yeah. Games. Honestly, like I, I follow like a couple things on Twitter that are like. Um, like mothers against marijuana and stuff, and like things like uh, yeah. <laughs> good for a kick. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's really funny. I like, follow a couple of good Twitter that, that no context. Louis is yeah. uh, Louis Theroux, who's a documentarian. Oh yeah, I know. And um, yeah, he, he did that most fav- most hated family in America. Yeah, he lived with like the Westboro Baptist Church yeah. for multiple weeks twice. One of the mo- two of the most remarkable documentaries. His, his most, I don't know if it's the most recent one, but he did one about Scientology. Like yes, two, three I did, years ago. I did Go, my Scientology movie. Go, oh, is that what it's it, called? Yeah, it's called My Scientology Movie, and it's on Netflix it. now. Okay. I didn't finish it, but yeah, it, it's that guy. Yeah. And no context, Louis is a Twitter account that takes one sentence he says with subtitles and then just posts it on Twitter. Oh yeah. And it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs> No context quotes is my favorite. Oh As my Jamie God. can attest, it's my favorite thing of all time. Yeah. Just taking quotes out of context is just—it makes me laugh. Oh, I, yeah. Ethan has posted things I've said that he said. Like a lot of his Facebook posts are out yeah. of context posts. I think that's really fun to, in conversation, just to dial back for a second, and be like, "Wait, he only just took that." Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. When you catch <laughs> it, what it happened? That's great. Right. Yeah. Love uh, it. So Ethan, Dungeons and Dragons. We got gods. We it's got it's long and hard, and it makes me feel good. All right. Yeah. Out of context quote for you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Dark Souls. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, uh, Thyra's done, gets a bunch of power from, because uh, the primordials that he corrupts basically say like, okay, yeah, we'll come, we'll come work for you or whatever. Yeah. So he, he does get a bunch of power and he gets a bunch of uh, extra magic power from that. Uh, so all the gods and goddesses who were warring at the time, because they do, they do their thing. Dark, good doesn't like dark, war doesn't like peace, et cetera, et cetera. So the, yeah, so predictable. Yeah, peace doesn't like war so much that he goes to war with war. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so they they put aside all their differences. That's another good out of context. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't follow it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they don't. They decide to put aside their differences, leading to a war between the gods and the primordials, known as the Dawn War. They eventually uh, the god the gods and goddesses eventually imprison Tharizdun, 
like the, okay. f- the figurehead, the leader of the primordial army. This isn't the end of the war by any stretch of the imagination. It's one of the early things to happen. But they do manage to imprison Thyristan. Uh, so there's a power vacuum, and now a demon steps into place, ruling these primordials, which is kind of what gave the abyss, the like, which made the abyss the home of the demons. Is because okay. now like this demon steps in and controls their realm and says, "Let's bring a bunch of demons in here, and this will be like our base of operations," kind of thing. Weirdly enough, sorry to go off on another little uh, Please do. tangent here. D and D, I, because I remember like Hidetaka Miyazaki, the director for Dark Souls. Yeah. Like the reason the story is weird is because he read Lord of the Rings in English without speaking yeah, English, without so he didn't English, really yeah. like understand what was going on, which is why everything's so vague and weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I love as a behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Dark Souls is the, the one of the most fascinating creation stories of a video game. Is just like I read books, didn't know the language, then created video games based, based on, on my interpretation of a foreign language. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my god. Oh, I love it. Which, when you play the game, it makes so much sense. It's so much like, but it's just like this fascinating creation made entirely of like cross cultural shit, right? Uh, but also, uh, D&D, uh, sorry, Dark Souls takes a lot from D&D. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, like, the, it's, it's like you said, a lot of things do. Yeah. It, like, it, like this permeates our culture in, like, so many ways. But I didn't know enough about D&D to, like, all fantasy, see Dark Souls. All fantasy, all modern fantasy derives from D&D, and D&D derives from Tolkien. Yeah, think is... of any 80s game developer and what they're doing on their free time, right? Like, it, it, yeah. it, it's gotta yeah, yeah, yeah. be, That's like... <laughs> yeah, and especially because, like... Um, yeah, Super th- Mario ventures into the abyss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My favorite Super Mario game. Uh, 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 no, but uh, D&D obviously derives from Tolkien, but even like the modern retelling, like the movies, the Lord of the Rings movies, yeah. those would have been heavily influenced by D&D as well because there's no way that Peter Jackson grew up grew up not playing D&D and said like, I really, really, really want to make the Lord of the Rings movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Like right? it's, it's so in our culture at this point that there's no way there wasn't like an echo effect yeah. where it's like, this was inspired by Tolkien and now modern Tolkien's inspired by this. Uh, to, a deg- to an extent, obviously. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I played Civilization and I know culture bounces all over the place. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Cult- yeah, culture is just one big echo chamber, am yeah. I right? If, <laughs> if, Civiliz- if Civ Five taught me anything. Yeah. It's the fact that uh, nukes were invented in Argentina yeah. in 1165. And Gandhi was very liberal with Gandhi it. Gandhi yeah. loves yeah. nukes. <laughs> do you guys know why Gandhi, the Gandhi nuke meme? I do know why. Happens? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a... Do you? No. Okay, so for anybody not listening, and also... James. James here. Yeah. I was going to call you Jimmy, and then just like... No, I, I, I felt you coming up with a nickname, and I was like, no, my name's fucking bastard so uh because the um ai the ai leaders in civ have like a number basically yeah. assigned to their aggressiveness yeah okay. gandhi's aggressive number in civ was set to zero yeah so if you did one good thing for him it would go below zero. The game would shit its pants yeah. and roll them over to like nine 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 aggression. No, two five five. It, two five five. Early, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever the fucking number. Yeah. Is. Older yeah, exactly. bit rates, you can go from zero to yeah. two five five. So it, you, you couldn't have negative aggression. Oh, yeah. So cool. Gandhi at zero, you do a good thing for him, and it, the game would just like Whoa, okay. And then it, that's why like that's why Gandhi is like so new happy in the he, modern Civ games because in the first one there was a bug yeah. where if you did anything good for him, he would instantly go to war with. Every single person in the game. Yeah, with wow. atomic and if weapons. He had any, if he had any nukes, they were all getting launched like the next turn. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. So the, that was it was a bug in the first game, and the developers it loved it. It became a meme for them. And yeah. Kept it in every game since. It's so fucking that funny. Gandhi is 
Gandhi in India is super peaceful the entire game until they get nukes. As soon as they get nukes, they go to war with pretty much yeah. everyone. Wow. Yeah. 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 I have this great photo of Gandhi. It's like semi-transparent with a fiery mushroom cloud in the background. It's yeah. got the quote from Conan. It's just, just oh yeah. You must destroy your enemies. Yeah. See them. See them driven before you. Yeah. And hear the lamentations of the women. It's yeah, like yeah. a picture of Gandhi smiling with yeah. the mushroom in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. That's in Civ Three, I'm pretty sure you can stack your entire army onto one square and basically like someone would come to fight you and be like oh like they only got one guy whatever and then they go to fight you and your entire army's on yeah. this yeah. one yeah. place yeah. So, and you just completely roll them and that was a problem that but they fixed my that. buddy Alexis who we do need to have on as a guest at some point um it just like <laughs> always sends me fucking sim texts. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's just like uh, it was like two different countries that like have never interacted even at this point, twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, it's always just like, yeah, man, you remember when Denmark went to war with Brazil in eleven seventy using fighter jets, and the the Dutch had <laughs> fighter jets, and then the Brazilians were still using like sticks Canoes, and stones, yeah. you know, just like in the history books. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly uh, like in the history books. Well, I mean, civiliz- the Sid Meier Civilization series is where I learned all my uh, geographic history. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So that sounds right to me. It's an educational game. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you Gandhi can- was the most bloodthirsty man in history. Yeah, it. It absolutely yeah. was, yeah. Can't start mining until you do animal husbandry or some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, cows gotta fuck. Yeah. Cows gotta fuck before a pickaxe work. pickaxe yeah, works. That's on, all I know. That's yeah. all, if I know one thing, that's it. Yeah. Cows gotta fuck before a pickaxe will work. Uh, <laughs> that's how you temper metal to make it hard yeah, enough to like... Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. The, the heat of cow love. Where does the heat come from? Yeah, yeah that's right. right. It's because I get so hot watching it. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the key. You gotta follow the same rhythm as yeah. the bull. Yeah, exactly. You're like hammering it out. <laughs> it's utterly off topic. Where, where are you oh. Okay, so I'm happy to keep that meme alive. <laughs> so Tharizdun is in prison. Somebody's taking his place. The war wages on. New gods are birthed as different needs arise in the universe. I think that's a really cool thing that like the 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 need of yeah. like a representative kind of manifests its own god. I think is really neat. it's like Steve. The Ayo- universe itself kind of is its own being in that yeah. instance, right? Where it creates a god to fill some kind of role. Yeah. yeah. Does does is that Steve- I mean, that's my own yeah. Stephen own- Erickson, uh, fantasy writer that Ethan and I both read, is uh, the concept for gods is they're only as powerful as as many followers as they have Her, right? yeah. followers. it's like if if a god completely loses all its followers it goes down into the bottom of the ocean and its name may be remembered by one guy but it, it might be so forgotten forever cool. yeah and they die when all their followers die off that, that is yeah. in, D- in D&D as well oh, okay. it's, like, it's like fairies in Peter Pan yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't believe in them yeah also the also the the idea from Steven Erickson that uh, when a god is in the mortal realm, he's very vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, the same in Dungeons and Dragons, and there's a uh, there's a great era called the Time of Trouble. Yeah, the Time of Troubles, <laughs> where Steve Aoki banishes. I was thinking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, Steve Aoki banishes all the gods to walk the mortal realm, and a bunch of just crazy shit happens. But oh wow, maybe we'll get there today if we can get through this. Uh, <laughs> Hey, D and D's got a lot of history. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm having fun. elbow. It's shut the fuck up. I'm having fun. Yeah, exactly. I'll just sit here in silence. It was too perfect, but I wish. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, Thyrsdun gets in prison. The war rages. Gods are born as the need arises, like you said, Peter. Cool. And some of them fall, but their names are lost to the eons. 
Uh, not all of them, though. There's the dragon god Io, so god of the dragons, basically. Uh, in his arrogance, he faces a primordial called Eric Hus, the king of terror. Cool. Kind of like Diablo, the lord of terror. Uh, and uh, the dragon god is killed when the primordial cuts him in half with a adamantine axe. Oh. Um, and from his two halves, uh, Tiamat and Bahamut. Oh, I was going to say Bahamut is, is, is a dragon that I know, yeah. Bahamut is, is very famous from the Final Fantasy series. Yeah, uh, and it's a big-ass dragon. Yeah, and Tiamat, I mean, like it's we... It's also in the Final Fantasy series, I think. Also, maybe in the Final Fantasy series, I'm it's not familiar Diablo. with it. But it's, it is, it's Tathamet in Diablo, and we had this discussion yeah. how yeah. Tiamat, is a, Tiamat and Tathamet are both from Norse mythology, I think, or something like that. Uh, very, very pervasive figures. Yeah. Since they're two halves, do they have uh, a thing? Like, uh, basically, one uh, one is um, Bahamut. Well, like there's two. They, they, it's like one thing got cut into two halves. So assumedly, like one's the good, one's the evil. Okay. Or, or one it. like you nailed it, homie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tiamat is uh, of the multicolored dragons. So red dragons, green dragons, brass dragons. blue dragons, not brass dragons. No. Um, she she's the lord of them, and they're typically typically viewed as evil. Uh, Bahamut is the lord of the shiny dragons. So silver dragons, gold dragons, bond dragons. Yeah. Right. The yes. Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards you want it to open. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so Tiamat's evil, Bahamut is bad. Tiamat manifests as like an infinitely headed dragon uh, in a lot of cases. And she can kind of absorb other dragons. Cool. Yes. So, uh, they... I think I've seen figurines of that. Yeah, so so they get and it was it's got like a it's like a hydra with a bunch of heads and each head is a different color that kind of blends yeah. into the neck. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's probably okay. Tiamat. Then cool. yeah. awesome. if they're a different color, then it's probably Tiamat. That's to represent the aspects that she has. Yeah, yeah. well, all, blue all dragon, red dragon. dragon. They I all think, have like ice fire powers. And shit. I think most commonly she's seven headed, but okay. she can take the form of like a three headed dragon, or like she can like divest some of her power and be like, my three headed dragon's gonna go deal with this, and my four headed dragon's gonna deal with this awesome. kind of thing. Um, so as soon as they split apart, they de they defeat the primordial Ericus, and then they begin a fight against each other because they decide that they don't like each other, even though they're from the same neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> so eons pass. Uh, what was known as the this was known as the Blue Age. This turns to the Shadow Epoch as a primordial de devours the sun above Obir uh, Teril. Cool. Um, what, sorry, what is epoch? mean 100 i've heard it so many times but i can't period of time very long period very long yeah yeah um so the sun would eventually be reborn it's like an era basically yeah okay i in my in my in the dictionary of my mind in my lexicon it's indistinguishable from era era and epoch to me are like the same i'm sure there's some minor difference between the two but i don't know what it is i was thinking of geological time periods on earth and i was thinking like the cretaceous period the jurassic well those are triassic jurassic and creation periods were the three sections of the mesozoic era where the dominant species on earth was dinosaurs but peter ethan what's the difference between a lunch and a luncheon a luncheon is more formal i was gonna say exactly that yep that's it you two are correct <laughs> Low boys oh. diction. Here we go. Hey, we all work downtown, man. <laughs> yeah, I attend many luncheons at my video game testing job. Yeah, uh, I attend a few actually. Why do you I went to a luncheon. Um, they had Doritos, Mountain Dew. Yeah, uh, that's it. No, no, no Mountain Dew, but Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> only the finest Mountain Dew for my distinguished palate. It's how we knew that how exciting the meeting would be. <laughs> I did go to a town hall recently with my CEO, uh, and he is so charming. Like the town hall of our local town. Unbelievable. I uh, know for my company. But the town hall of our local town. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, very charming man. I can I can definitely see how he managed to sell our product to people and like become. Yeah. 
like a wealthy CEO. It's all about being. Dude, he's so fucking nice. It's all about being. It's all about charisma, baby. Yeah, 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 dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. So Gandhi. the sun will eventually be <laughs> Gandhi, the most charismatic warlord on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Nuke mongering warlord. Yeah. Uh, the sun will eventually be reborn, but like all, while this is happening, life has been evolving on Avertoril. Okay. So there is life. There's basically three races. There's well, there's three distinct classes of race. There's lizardish people. Okay. There's amphibious ish people. Okay. And there's birdish people, avian people. So uh, they like the races that we have right now are like the Neanderthals are to people as these races are to future races. So in D and D, there are li- you can play lizard men. Yeah, I know. You that. can play Slotty, which are like toad people. You can play Arakoa, which are like bird people. Cool. Uh, these are all playable c- classes in Dungeons and Dragons. The slowed are a race in uh, the Elder Scrolls as well. They're big, big, chunky frog men. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. So, love me a good chunky frogman. No oh, man. Uh, yeah. So life, maybe emulating the gods. I don't know. Is at war on Earth. There's uh, empires rising. There's empires falling. Naturally. Uh, but particularly. Wait a second. Sorry. Quick aside. Is this like the lizard man in Warhammer, where they have like the fat psychic? Almost directly the, the exact same. I Warhammer. So. There was like a. There was actually a legal battle over Warhammer. Just straight up ripped off uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Yeah. Because it's the ta- lizard men worship their their like Aztec fat total yeah. band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it, it's like. Um, Warhammer, the tabletop game, for those who don't know, came out uh, like in the 80s. Only, really? Only, yeah, only a few short years Fuck. after D&D came out. And it was like all the classes were the same. You have elves, you have humans, you have orcs, you have dark elves, you have, you know, go- you have like all these things. So, yeah, there, there was a legal battle over it. And I think Games Workshop, the creators of Warhammer, ended up having to pay out some amount. But cool. it's it settled, basically. The Gygax dynasty? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh so the the most notable war, or the the only war that we'll talk about on the, the planet, is between the Batraki and amphibious people, so like frog people, and the Titans. Like I said earlier, it's the largest of the giant races. So there cool. are there are frost giants, there are regular giants, there are storm giants in Dungeons and Dragons, and the Titans is the biggest race. It's like you have frost giants, giants, Titans. Mm. Uh, you have ogres, which are considered titans as well. Cyclops is considered a, a giant. They, pulled, they this, kind of pulled that from your life then, like when the frogs fought the elephants. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. <laughs> like the yeah. like we of, said, Africa's a fucked up place. Man. Yeah. War of the frog and pachyderm. You know? um, Ribbit. <laughs> Ribbit. So, uh, there's, I see where your political allegiances lie, Jamie. <laughs> frog man. So the Batraki, these frog people, are desperate, and they decide to release some of the primordials that the gods had been imprisoning this whole time so the gods the war the gods between the war sorry the war between the gods and the primordials is winding down and then the gods are winning they've been imprisoning most of the primordials the batraki decide fuck we're having some trouble with these titans just like in real life when they came to the humans and they unleashed the humans in the war against the elephants yeah uh, so when we fought alongside the frogs against the elephants, that's We're worth it. Yeah, life yeah. imitates art, as they always um, say. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> we all remember that. If anyone's been near a swamp or anything like that, where you hear a lot of frogs croaking in the middle of the night, imagine that next to screaming humans, next to dying elephants. Dying elephants, yeah, yeah. It was, it was. It was don't, a you give me, you give me flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> stop, it, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, <gasps> they decide to release some of the primordials. So the gods are like, oh shit, oh shit, what's going on? Like they're literally like like putting things in a, in a bucket, and then like on the other side of the bucket, there's like these frogs like grabbing the shit out of the bucket as they're putting <laughs> it in. Uh, no, like they they realize they're like, what the fuck? Uh, one primordial, known as Asgaroth, the world shaper, grabs an ice, grabs a moon out of orbit, a frozen moon out of orbit, As and just decides to chuck it towards the uh, one of one of the continents on the planet. Uh, the event's known as the Tearfall, That's which cool. we won't get into, but it's it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, I, I, we don't have to get into it. I'm fairly certain it's, they call it the Tearfall because like an ice moon starts to melt, look like a tear crash on the ground. Yeah, well, it's also. Because a lot of different uh, cultures around this time and a lot of different religions spring up from around this. Okay. Um, because, like, days before, there were, there were other races on the planet that didn't realize there was a war going on between frogs and titans. Because yeah. Obviously, it's a time before the modern phone was invented and you can just call your neighbor and be like, what's going on over there? You know? Nobody tweeted about it. Yeah, so they see, like, all these explosions, all this, all this stuff happening, and they see, like, lights in the sky, and then this fucking... This star drops from the sky and, and lands on the fucking earth and everyone's freaking out. Uh, so a lot of religions are obviously born from that. Uh, so this, but this, this moon getting thrown at the planet is finally enough for Steve Aoki to say, that's enough. Let's all calm down. Uh, I'm, I'm stepping in. So Steve Aoki at this point is the over deity. He controls everything. He's just been pretty hands on. He's been an absent father up till now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> right. As an absent father yourself. I am also an absent father. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have a child. I'm like absent from being a father. Oh, oh yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I'm an absent mother. Because oh. you don't have a uterus. Because I don't have a uterus. Yeah. No, this all makes sense. Oh, and also because I Mrs. Dev fired some kids that weren't mine and I... I established a connection, then I completely left. What does that mean as, as oh, a yeah, verb? Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Doubt, have you ever seen the movie Mrs. Doubtfire? I, I know Robin Williams great. is in it, and he's funny. He dresses in drag, yep. and he, he pretends to be a nanny, oh, an old but he's their, he's their father. He's the father of the children. Oh, that's the whole thing. Okay, I get it. Yeah. yeah. But he also said, like, established himself kind of as a matriarch until they realize that, hey, you're my dad. Hey, you know what? A little bit of latex, dad. Isn't going to fool yeah, me. Yeah, I could fuck up a kid pretty bad. Yeah. It would have, yeah. Robin Williams was a bad, bad man. No, what's worse is that <laughs> <laughs> in the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Let me finish. Let me oh, finish. Right. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching that movie on VHS like nine or ten times. Yeah, me too. In, in PEI, because like this this was pre-internet, and like yeah. my cottage was like on the ocean, so there was like barely even fucking power. Oh yeah. So we didn't get internet until we didn't get dial-up until we already had a high speed at home. Yeah. There you go. And then, like, fucking, uh, I remember, like, the only source of entertainment for a while was we learned how to play, like, fucking cribbage yeah, and dude. watch Mrs. Doubtfire on VHS. I like cribbage, but me and my grandma always played dice whenever I went to the cottage. Yeah. Take five dice and you just roll them. It's good. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the rules of dice on our podcast because well, dice lore is too deep. Dice lore. We don't have the time. Lore. Dice boys. You were going to choose an episode for dice lore. This is a good one. This is a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right? Dungeons and Dragons. There's you didn't even dice. explain the dice yet. Yeah. yeah. There's a 20-sided dice. There's a 10-sided dice. There's an 18-sided dice. There's a six-sided dice. There's a five-and-a-half-sided dice. And there's a four-sided dice, I believe, which is the Caltrop. This is a pyramid one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Caltrop. Uh, there's a, I mean, you have D3s in the game as well, which is you roll a D6. So you roll a you have a three sided dice that you have to make some rolls, but you roll a six sided dice. One and two is one. Three and four is two. Four and f- or five and six is three. And, okay. And you can also have I mean you can roll uh, a two sided dice, but it's literally, you, you can roll any dice. And odds is one, evens is two. Oh, if okay, you've cool. listened this far, you probably have a vested interest in Dungeons and Dragons. I hope not. 
I hope people are listening. Well, everyone else. listens. Everyone listens. But like, that's what I mean. Uh, like a D20, that's the one you go to most of the time. A 20-sided die. Uh, yeah, for most of your skill checks, you're like, I want to look around the room. You're going to roll a D20, and if there's something hidden in the room, you have to roll above a 15 to find it. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay, yeah. It, it just kind of changes the story like that. It works It works really well with traps, because you're like, I want to check for traps. And then yeah. you roll a four, and you're like, you don't see anything. And then as a player character, you're like, fuck. Yeah, turns out that lamp That's was it. just a dude with a lampshade on his head. That's it. He's here to kill you. As a, as a player character, as a player character, you're like, okay, then I want to leave the room. And the DM's like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. you rolled to check traps on that door. I have a feeling your character would have gone through that door. <laughs> and then you open the door and you get shot in the face with an arrow or something like that. Sneaky, uh, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky, but I am onto you. So Steve Aoki, the heretofore absent father, absentee father, uh, he's like, okay, I'm going to step it's in. It's because Aoki is the god, right? Yeah, Steve Aoki's the over-deity, right. is what he's referred to. Right. He's the god, god of gods. I'm too deep in the Ayo. memes. Ayo, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I, I, got, I got pretty deep in the memes. Just like a, a, little, a little crack came through the, through the curtain rods, yeah. and I was like, uh, <gasps> I, I saw on the other side. You broke Steve the patina. Steve Aoki. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Steve Aoki. Uh, so he basically sunders what's called the Tablets of Fate uh, into two. Nice. And he basically takes the world of Abir, Abir Tolir and makes two separate worlds. He makes Abir and Tolir. Okay. Conveniently enough. The Dungeon and Dragons universe is just cutting everything into half and making yeah. two <laughs> things. Right. Yeah, yeah, cut yeah, it into yeah. half, make it binary. Move on. Yeah. Cut it into half, make it binary. What was Move that on. king who did that with the baby? Um, oh, Solomon. That's it. Yeah. It wasn't with a baby. It was I with a pie. I don't know that. What is that? It's a Bible thing? It's a Bible. It's yeah, it's cool. a Bible. Oh, yeah, I totally knew it. <laughs> Story yeah. of King Solomon. Next episode of Lord Boys Podcast, the Bible. Yeah. No, just King Solomon cutting a baby into. Yeah. We'll tell you all the ways to cut a baby into. You cut it lengthwise, you cut it hot dog wise. Who's the. Hot dog or hamburger? Who's the protagonist for religion? Jesus. No, all no, no. He he's the Mary Sue afterwards. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, well, Mary they, Sue can be the protagonist. They, they stick him. They stick him in there. A red as, Harry Potter as like a yeah exactly yeah they <laughs> they can uh, so they eat the self insert because everybody's just like hey the Old Testament God's kind of wrathful and shitty. I don't know. I don't know if he's really the good guy. Yeah, yeah. So then the Bible. So like Mr. Bible was like fine and just put a Mary Sue in with Jesus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where he's like look how good he's good at look everything. How good everybody he loves is. him. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's- Poignant. Sorry, I'm stuck on what you said earlier, like Harry Potter. Imagine the Bible's written by J.K. Rowling. Like it'd probably be the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. Is that not Saint Rowling? Isn't that the same Rowling? Yeah. Isn't that the same one? Yeah. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) I'm making a joke because the Bible was written by the saints. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's why when the saints go marching in, it was actually about the production. I thought it was delivered by 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 gods themselves. Like how how did we get all this information through people? Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not real. You've just uncovered the flaw. <laughs> I didn't think it was a flaw, but now I see where you're, you lie. Your <laughs> <My, laughs> lie, yeah. yeah. Where I lie. Yeah. Have this apple, Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ethan and James yeah. <laughs> getting tricked by snakes. <laughs> so he, he uh, a- Steve Aoki splits the two planets, and he says, the primordials, you can have the one. Gods, you can have the other one to play with. Yeah. Uh, you just, you, kids, listen, I'm turning this fucking car around. Yeah, exactly. And your mom's going to drive one, I'm going to drive the other one when we get home. Your yeah. mom's going to drive the van, I'll drive the fucking hatchback. Because you keep fighting with each other. It, it, it's it's thing, one right? dad talking to the same kid saying, I'm going to turn this car around, but the dad is Schrodinger. And depending on who's in the car, it's a different location whenever they turn okay. around. So, yeah. Okay. Holy uh, 
fuck you guys went meta 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 like i don't know where we are anymore <laughs> yeah i'm so talking we got two planets steve yeah. aoki yeah. is fucking schrodinger's dad yeah. and they're going on a vacation to two different planets yeah and returning the car around but you this is where we are right now but okay. the planets don't exist when you're not looking at them that's the exactly yeah sometimes uh, i feel like we're making each other laugh but no one else you know like when we go like, meta I, meta I, meta like that i can't hear them no. <laughs> yeah. What do I care what they think? Yeah. I hear them. Yeah. <laughs> I hear them all the time. They're telling me to <laughs> tell me to shut you guys up. Yeah. Um so Abir would become the planet of the, the home of the primordials. Uh, also though, there are dragons, there's dragonborn, there are dwarves, there are humans, there's Genasi. There's Where did Hathings. we come from? Did it just it really rose out of life, basically? Yeah. Basically, we I think humans actually came from uh, another plane of existence, but we won't touch on that today. Okay. Uh, there will be humans. Uh, this is more of a creation story. Yeah, exactly. Podcast. Sorry, yeah, there's not yeah. humans on the planet yet. There will be eventually. Okay, cool. So when humans come from another plane, some of them end up on that planet, some of them end up on Talir. Which is where the majority of stories takes place is Talir. Yeah, Ibir is kind of the uh, the dark. It's not the dark world. It's not like evil or anything like that. But like the sun manifests as blue, so they get like blue, silvery light. You'll uh, never get like, to sleep like that. Well, I think it I still mean, goes would down. If, you probably oh, it still goes down. Okay. Yeah, and you yeah. It, yeah it's it, not the banner it, saga. It still goes. It still goes down. And I mean, if your species evolves on that in that environment on that planet, I can't imagine will. anything outside of my <laughs> your own frame of reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> Well, welcome to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of religion, right? Uh, for some reason, it was no it was notable to me to write down that there's there will never be elves, drow, or uh, other fey creatures in Ibir. Okay, just All like right. this one planet where elves didn't show up, you know. So no fey creatures. Um, this uh, second planet will is unknown to the people on the first planet, Toril until an event which comes later, which we probably won't get to today, which is called the Spell Plague. But uh, I have a pretty cool a Tales from Toril. So we're pretty much done with the creation myth, and now I have some like fun little stories from the D&D universe to okay. go over. So we got to the creation. Just quick recap. We got Steve Aoki, also known as Aeon. Ao. Ao. Ayo. Ayo. That's a better meme, I think. Yeah. And he... he... Get, makes two little little goddesses who are good and evil cheerleader goth girl whichever side cheerleader you want to goth take. girl you nailed and it then from there they started fighting yep. and they made all of the bad things in the world not necessarily they made a bunch of or a bunch of other gods arose a lot the first gods that arose were the gods of war disease uh, death yeah. etc while they were fighting yeah but i mean these this this last eons or this last an epoch, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I was hoping. You <laughs> <that>. yeah. <laughs> uh, so other gods do arise in that time, yeah. and in the other planes, there are gods uh, who continue to arise as well, and some of them okay. come to the aid of the sisters, either sister or whatever. Okay, and then more gods, more gods, all the races. Well, there's a then one god decide he touches a black stone, and yeah. the black stone tells him put my stone here, and you'll get the power of the gods, and he decides to put it where the primordials are from, so he gets the power of the primordials instead. Okay. Thus ensues a war between the primordials and the gods. Yes. Eventually leading come out on top. to uh, the overdeity. Hey, yo! Uh, splitting the world into two and saying, like, you play over here, you guys play over here. Be at peace. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So... We can sum up the last two hours into 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn it off, go home. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, uh, t 
Talir, like I said, was the is the land that most of the or the planet that most of the yeah. stories take place on. Uh, so early on, uh, this is after humans have, have arrived on the planet. Uh, this is a land of like untamed magic. There's no like upper cap on magic. You know how I said earlier the highest level spell that someone could learn nine, is, is a nine ninth level spell. Use it once a day. Yeah. Oh. So like this is how that distinction came to be. This is a land of untamed magic. There's an ancient human civilization that is casting 11th level spells to make their cities. The 11th level spell is literally they cut the top off a mountain, make it levitate, and put a crystal in the middle, and it holds it levitating, so they build floating cities. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. And this, this this requires like an 11th level spell. Some of, the, uh, some of the other cool ones, I was just going through the list of 11th level spells because I love this shit, but like another cool one is uh, it's a necromantic spell where they take a, a bond, they take a, a pile of human bones, and when it starts to rain, they uh, recite an incantation, uh, light light this bonfire of human bones. The spell is called Bonfire of Insanity. And it the smoke basically rises up into the clouds. And from the rain, anybody that gets rained on will basically turn into a ghoul in a day. So you can just like blanket an entire area and like undead in like no that's time. That's some crazy shit. Yeah. yeah. So that's that awesome. That, yeah. that doesn't exist anymore in D&D because that's too powerful. It's obvious fuck. Yeah, exactly. Say, that sounds like something that would just exponentially keep happening. Yeah. Like the ghouls would get powerful enough eventually and that's then there it. would just be more rain, more ghouls, more rain, more ghouls, and then everyone's a ghoul. That's it. <laughs> what you gonna do? So there's also yeah. Ayulam's uh, longevity, which is... Uh, you basically you cast like an AOE spell, an area of effect spell, yeah. And everybody who dies, you absorb their life force, and for every single creature, you your life becomes that much longer for however much time they had left. That's cool. So like steal, steal a bunch of youth. Yeah, exactly. So like liches, like liches in uh, Dungeons and Dragons are like some of the most powerful creatures. I think they're uh, a challenge rating of twenty three. In fantasy, liches are generally the one of, one the, of the most powerful. One of the most powerful. It's like an undead wizard, right? It's like an undead. Wi- it's a wizard that uh, that is put basically his life force into a bunch of horcruxes. Yeah, uh, and just becomes like super powerful. Yeah. Um, in in D anD D fifth edition, there's like five creatures which are more powerful than a lich uh four of them are dragons different iterations of dragons which are obviously and only ancient dragons like the the older a dragon gets the more powerful it gets yeah and an ancient dragon refers to ones that are around like when we were talking about like the the god died and tarask was born yeah like dragons that were around back then are like more powerful than a lich Cool. Okay. And then there's the one creature called the Tarask, which I will actually touch on in just a few moments. I've here. heard about a Tarask yeah. as well. Uh, another, another, uh, the only twelfth level spell. No, so th- those were eleventh level spells. The only twelfth level spell known is a spell called Carsus's Longevity. Now, Carsus is the most powerful wizard to have ever lived, hands down, bar none. Okay. Okay. So he is not the one creating these floating cities. He's good friends with the one creating these floating cities, but they like they have their own little like mage circle or whatever. Uh, they they live in a in a human civilization known as Netheril. Uh, they, they these are the ones who live in their floating cities in the sky. They're at war with a race of abominations known as the Feyrim. The Feyrim are slug-like creatures. They have four arms. They have a barbed, venomous tail and a wide, circular mouth. So they're like slugs with like a, an open end and like four arms. And the open end has like razor sharp, like rows of razor sharp teeth. Yeah. Uh, they're they're magic users. That's a scary sounding thing. Yeah. Their mag- sounds ugly and they're magic users. <laughs> like me. <laughs> a cool thing about their magic is they need four arms. They need all four of their arms to cast any magic. So if you cut off one arm, 
they can't cast magic anymore. <laughs> oh, really? They're yeah. like bees. They like how ma- magic manifests in language. They can only express their language yeah. by dancing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, Fair and <laughs> bees, basically. Ugly, ugly slugs yeah. have to jiggle their way around to yeah. shoot a, a lightning bolt at you. How they communicate with other Fairim is by changing the airspeed around their bodies. Okay. So okay. So they basically change the airspeed, and other Fairim can pick up on like the different differences in pressure. Um, okay. So this war lasts decades, but the Feyrim are get gradually gaining ground. Okay. I, I just want to point out to anyone at home, uh, Ethan has slowly degenerated from the start to the end of the cast. His hair's a little bit slicker from being warm. His shirt is wide open. My shirt's he's got been a, wide open since the day one, dude. He's got a crotch full of beer a and a ripped beer. knee. Not a ripped knee. I like a rough shape, right? <laughs> Yeah. My shirt has been open for a while, but I just took a long, hard look at myself, and I said, fuck, dude, I do look a mess. <laughs> yeah. I am disheveled. Ethan, uh, uh, Peter and I, it was like, Ethan, you look good today when yeah. he got in. Both of us made that comment. You and, did. Well, Peter did, but... Well, I, I, made my, on I, I internally made it, but I didn't want to give you the satisfaction. <laughs> so, that's yeah. fair. I deserve that. Yeah. I deserve that 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, the last few times I've been like, oh, man, that's like a nice shirt. You're like, well, it's just a shirt. So I was like, oh, this guy doesn't care. Someone's going to tell me it's a nice shirt. He never says thank you. It is a nice shirt. Thank, thank <laughs> yeah. you for saying that. Thank you, thank you for thinking that and not saying it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Karsis, the mage that I referred to in Karsis's Folly, yep. uh, is the most powerful archmage. Uh, he's living in Netheril, uh, and he's growing desperate in this war against the Faerun. Despite them being a... Um, despite them being like a, a, a civilization that has access to magic unbridled, so are the Faerun. Okay. So they're losing this war. Odd that a race of slugmen would be the most powerful, second most powerful mages on yeah. on Earth. This seems like kind of like a... They're, they're very evil. They're yeah. hellbent. The only th- it says the only thing that's stopping them from wanting to destroy all life is the thought that they won't have anyone to enslave and torture. That's fucked up. Yeah. So these are... Ba- they're in a catch-22. They're bad slugs, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, bad slug. Uh, bad slug. So he develops a spell called Karsus's Avatar. Uh, this will allow him to temporarily usurp the powers of a god. So he basically just like mind, mind freaks a god and is like, I'm you now. And the god's like, I'm, I'm you, you Chris Angel. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> so this is the spell he's, he's developed. Um, it's so complex. So spells in D&D, a lot of them require reagents. You have to have like a, a handful of silver dust to cast the spell, you know? Okay. Um, that sounds, that, I guess that's why it doesn't really translate super well to video games sometimes. because that sounds A very, lot of stuff. A lot of time ga- consuming. A lot of games, like when you're when you're playing D and D with your friends, I, like me as a DM, I've never cared. Yeah. You you always have the spell components you need. Uh, there's certain spells though, like if you want to resurrect someone, you need like a perfect diamond and like ten thousand gold worth of stuff. That kind of makes sense because like, yeah. if a character dies, you want it to be very expensive to bring them back. Yeah, at the very least, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, that is a, for something like reagents, unless you're a hardcore player who's playing like twice a week. Who the fuck has time to progress the story while also yeah, yeah. collecting reagents while also doing this while also Odds are if you're right. playing twice a week, your DM has set it to slow, so you're getting less gold each yeah. time anyway. So yeah. it's all about it's all about you. Like me in my games, I would never say, 
you can't show up with 20,000 gold and resurrect a fallen person. Like, I'm going to write a story thing and I'm going to say, this is the trial that you have to go through. Yeah. And I'll let you venture into hell to recover his soul. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, put it back. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, let's make it interesting. And while that's happening, the player who died, you can play another character while you're trying to rescue your own soul. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, it is a game I've, for fun. I've had characters that died before. And my favorite thing to do is create a character that's like the complete antithesis of them and is tagging along with the party while they're trying to re- re- resurrect him. And the whole time, my character is the one complaining. Like, why are we going to resurrect this guy? Okay, I never yeah. met him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so this spell Karsus's avatar is so complex that it requires the stone-filled gizzard of a golden dragon uh, <laughs> a mixture of tarasque blood and 12-headed hydra bile so you guys know what a hydra is yeah cut off, figure this out cut off one head and more will come yeah the tarasque is uh probably is the most powerful uh creature to have ever graced the planets anything it was created by the primordials as a weapon to use against the gods. Uh, is it stronger than a dragon? It is much stronger than a dragon. Oh, so like fuck. I said like I said earlier, um, liches are, I think, 22 or 23 challenge rating yeah. is, is what they're given. Uh, an ancient red dragon and an ancient gold dragon, the two most powerful dragons, are 24. A Tarrasque is 30. Holy shit. There's a, there's a six, six rating gap between the hardest and the two second most hardest. Which is like insane. They look like Death Claws from Fallout, right? They're they, like the big buff lizard things. They actually very much do. They have uh, like spikes all over their back. Um, they're they're pretty they're pretty dang badass. Uh, there was uh, Carsis, sorry, uh, sends a group of adventurers to collect them to collect. Uh, sorry, this blood that he needs from this Tarask. Yeah. Um, and it turns out it's just been like sleeping because after the primordials created it. They created it in the center of the earth and they never ended up actually using it because it's basically like a nuke and they were like mm, we don't know if we, they, they did what the states did not and yeah. they said like mm, maybe we shouldn't use this yeah uh, but yeah so they just left it sleeping in the center of the earth uh and nobody knows when it's gonna wake up kind of thing cool so you can always like a how lot, do you kill it uh, i don't think uh, can, canonically nobody knows bigger okay. nukes canonically like this we thing, need to make a bigger tarasque yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Canonically, this thing has never woken Put up. Put sanctions on Iran <laughs> to stop them from their waking Tarasks up. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 huge. It, it it moves faster than you. It's like 50, 50 feet tall and seventy feet long. Uh, it's like razor sharp teeth. It's super fast. You, yeah, you will never damage it, no matter how hard you try. Uh, literally, like the gods would would tremble when this thing awoke. You know what I mean? Wow. So uh, it was a nuke to use against them, right? So Karsis, getting desperate, sends a group of adventurers, assumably high level. He's like, good luck. Go find this Tarrasque blood. <laughs> uh, it turns out there's a tribe of barbarians known as the Angart who are charged with guarding the creature's lair. They know, okay. they know it's sleeping. They know it's, they know it's in there. They're like, don't wake it up. That's all I can say. Uh, there's also, however, a golden dragon. So they go to kill the golden dragon, and the golden dragon is like, don't take my gizzard. Don't kill me. Find another golden dragon to kill. In exchange, I'll give you this mixture, which will let you uh, draw blood from the Tarrasque without waking it. Like a numbing thing. Yeah, that's a fair deal. Do yeah, it. That's, that's it. fucking fair. So they do it. They get they get the they get the the Tarrasque's blood. They eventually get the the Golden Dragon's gizzard. They get the twelve uh, headed Hydra bile. You uh, gotta kill it and cut its stomach open, I guess. Yeah, whatever they have to do. They drain t- it out, dump it on your face. <laughs> exactly. Like like, ah. like like the Gatorade at the end of a football game. Yeah. Ah, ah. So much uh, trash blood on your fucking quick. on your coach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they get all the ingredients that they need to um, 
to, for Carsis to perform his ritual. Now, Carsis, he, he gets to choose. He gets to choose a god to usurp. He's an arch wizard. Yeah. He he lives in a society that worships Mistral, the god of magic, because they all live in fucking floating cities. Life is easy because everyone's a fucking wizard, right? So he says, "I'm gonna usurp Mistral. She hasn't done enough to help us. I got this." You know what I mean? Uh, he he does it. He he performs the ritual, and his consciousness immediately starts to grow to the level of omniscience. Turns out when you usurp a god, they lose their powers like while you're in their body. You know, you, they freaky, you freaky Friday them. Okay, yeah. And they end up in, in your little body. Thank you for speaking to me in Lindsay Lohan terms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, everything, now I understand. Everything, <laughs> everything, should be, everything should be represented. So Mistral, Mistral who is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, is usurped by Carsis, who is Lindsay Lohan. Played by, okay. Yeah, Carsis yeah, yeah. played by Lindsay Lohan. Uh, Mistral uh, played by um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, so as soon as his consciousness starts to grow, Carsis realizes I fucked up. He's becoming he's becoming omnipot- uh, omniscient, mm-hmm. and he's like, mm, there was one thing me as a as a malleable, foibling human didn't account for, and it's the fact that Mistral holds the entire weave, all magic together. Now he has to, uh, but he doesn't really have the capability to do that yet because uh, he's not a full god yet. Okay. So these floating cities that we were talking about rain from the sky that are floating on magic oh, just start cool. raining from the sky. So also oh, uh, he's in the middle of a ritual spell and all magic just stopped working. So he's petrified. The last thing on him to be petrified is his eyes, and the last thing he sees is the cities of the people that he was trying to save crashing into the earth. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, if you think of death as living your last moment forever, like forever di- dividing that second into half, into half, into half, into half, into half. Like it's eternity, man. It's eternity of watching the thing that he was trying to stop happen. Oh, oh man. Oh, goo goo. Yeah. Yeah. No. What it's, a life. it's pretty tragic. <laughs> yeah. So Mistral. Uh, in the moments when she's like, "What the fuck's going on?" and she's she's casting the Carsis body, she quickly recover, or he quick, no, she quickly recovers. Yeah, it's all goddesses. Yeah, the, all the all the magic is always goddesses. Um, she quickly recovers and she sacrifices herself, uh, throws her remaining life force at the weave just to hold it in place long enough that she can hopefully get back to it. Okay. Uh, she is um, she will be resurrected eventually, but during the time magic is blocked. Like I said, so this is when cities start falling to the sky. Um, Mistral is reborn as uh, Mistra. Uh, Mistra's first priority is to make sure that this never happens again. She completely remakes the weave, uh, which all magic is, is born from. And this is when she says no spell over 11th level is allowed anymore. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Nobody's allowed to do this shit where they usurp a god anymore that because that's sense. some bullshit. Yeah. 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 She's like she's playing Civilization, and one of her soldiers takes over the game. It's like it's like she was playing Civilization, and like one of her advisors was like, "This is what you should do," and she's like, mm, "No, I don't think so." All and then the advisor p- took over the game and did that thing. She was like, "No, yeah. fuck this!" Yeah. She recoded the entire game. She was okay, like, yeah. That's "All never your power yet. outlets have to be 120 volts or whatever it is, because if we give you too much power, you'll ruin it for all of us. You're gonna burn exactly. your fucking house." Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. exactly. Okay, cool. that makes sense. All right, cool. So three of the cities that she were puts fa- like a uh, like a binder on the weave basically to like keep it from creating allowing more powerful spells. Yeah, exactly. Or is, it, or is it just like she puts up a firewall? 
Is it it's just like, hey, don't do it. Can someone still do no, it? No, it's it's literally impossible. With the weave as she remade it, uh, it's literally impossible to okay, pull okay. that much power from it. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, cool. She lowered the voltage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe she upped the voltage. So if you try and pull more, then it's just like shocks yeah. you to death. Because that's yeah. how electricity works. That's it. Lots of <laughs> bandwidth, not a lot of individuals. You got you to gotta download yeah. Cap now and nobody wants to go over that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because exactly, exactly, it's too exactly. expensive. Yeah. You um, wouldn't download a god. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't download a god. Uh, I mean, I would, but I would too. Yeah, I would download well, what a god. What would you do with it? If you I would upload my consciousness into her spot. You stupid. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, if you're you right. just download a god today, like what, what? What? What would you do with it? I'd ask him some questions. Yep. So three of the cities <laughs> were managed to be saved by the now rebirth Mistra. They were the highest ones that just had slightly more time to fall. Literally, literally they yeah, were. Okay. They were the ones that, like, she just got there in time. The only ones that she had, actually had time to save were these three. Little hero parents. There like... was a fourth city, which is, uh, t- it's called Thultantharm. Sorry. Okay. So, a bit of a mouthful, that one. Thultantharm. Uh, it was pulled into Thultantharm. The... Yeah, it was pulled into the Plane of Shadow by 12 demonic princes. Okay. And this basically becomes a demonic capital. Sweet. Uh, in the canon. So, um, I think that's a good place to stop for now. We got plenty more to go, but we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Well, like, D&D, and even if we started it yesterday and finished it next month, there's still yeah, more stuff. I could die out. So, but what do we... What... what what would be on the next D and D cast? Like, you're, if you're gonna leave me hanging, okay. at least at least tease me a bit. Show me, guys... show me, a, show me a little Clevo right there. Well, I, I mentioned it earlier. There's the time of troubles, which yep. is where uh, Steve Aoki, uh, the the over deity, hey, gets really sick of all the gods and their bullshit. Yeah. Basically, two of them try and steal the tablets of fate, which is what he created whenever he split the world into two. Yeah. Uh, try to steal that from him, so they make a grab for power. And he's like, I'm sick of you. Fu- I'm sick of these kids always fucking. They don't clean their rooms. No. Nope. They, they don't clean up around the house. They just make a mess. They got bad grades in their report cards. I'm sick of them. So he just he kicks them all out. He says, get out of heaven. All except for one god named Helm, whose, whose duty was literally to protect the gates of heaven. Cool. So he's like, you can say because I don't want other gods coming back in. Uh, Helm actually ends up killing Mistra. Uh so magic for a time um i don't know if you guys have ever heard of dark sun nope it's a setting in D, which is basically during this age where the god of magic wasn't around is dead yeah yeah it's during this time of troubles because there's another one who or sorry no that's actually later on that's during the spell plague so uh we have this time of troubles uh mistra uh, dies gets replaced by a mortal avatar there's three gods which get replaced by three mortal avatars they they each get their own pope basically yeah and they all they all knew each other in life in their mortal lives so when they're gods one of them who becomes the god of lies deceit and murder he's basically the god of assassins yeah uh decides to kill the other one who ascended to the the mantle of the god of magic cool and during that time uh magic is just dead for a while and it's basically all pulled from this uh, this god assassin it's kind of like a dark age yeah uh the the mechanics are really cool in dark sun uh it's whenever you cast the spell the area under your feet uh, no no spell can ever be cast in that one spot again and the stronger spell you cast the more area it takes up so yeah so you like salt the earth below you yeah exactly and, like pull the life force out. Oh, because fuck, there's there's so cool. just this rent all the magic that you're pulling is just this remnant like patina of magic that's yeah. covering the earth and every that's time so you pull it like cool. that's all there is there you know what i mean so all right, um, all right so uh, where we are now uh cities have just fallen from the sky 
uh, 12 level spells have been banned, and uh, we're going to lead into that on the next D&D episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Oh, I like Absolutely. that. That's a fucking great uh, cliffhanger. Learned a lot. Yeah. Learned a lot. I know that um, D&D people like halves. I know that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Steve Aoki was there. Steve Aoki yeah, was Steve there. Steve Aoki was there. Uh, little John was there going, hey, yo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been one of my favorite ones to actually listen to. Yeah. No, it was one of, it was, this is definitely my favorite one to research. But yeah. I, I felt like I was biased. I'm glad you guys really enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. In these types of casts, like, we have to, like, kind of play more of a, a listening role than compared to, let's say, Craft Bandicoot, where you can get through everything in 15 minutes. Don't play yourself down like that. No, <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not playing a... a we're no, we're sitting on Naughty Dog It's a different point. dynamic. Right? It's a different <laughs> yeah. dynamic. Craft Bandicoot opens us up to be able to talk a lot about a different things, about... And this is something that there's so much story that we'll never get to the end of it, even if we research it or I love d So, yeah, Peter, you it. want to tell us about something we might may or may not have planned in a couple weeks? I do. Uh, so... As any of you may know, this is our 19th episode, and we've decided to split it up a bit. So next week, uh, next Monday, where you're listening, and I suppose, and then the Tuesday after that, mm-hmm. uh, we will be releasing our season one finale, episode 20. Yep. Uh, so we will be doing a multicast for the first time. Yep. The three of us will be hosting at the same time. And we will all do one Super Mario story. Yep. And also, we will be speaking over each other the whole time. The we have three separate inter, uh, episodes that we will not even talk to each other about. We'll do them simultaneously. Look forward to it. It's the future of media. It's an art piece. So try not to criticize it too much because if you don't like it, it's just because you don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like all our episodes, right? <laughs> just like everything else. Yeah. Uh, but on YouTube, we will also be releasing some behind-the-scenes footage. Yeah, We're going to do out. a uh, open air quotes studio tour yeah. as well as, uh, as the new place we're going to start recording yeah. because I'm going to be putting my spare room together yeah. uh, as uh, as the new Lore Boy setup. We'll see how that goes. Studio tour really means... Um, Cribs episode of James Miller, who's still <laughs> yeah. in student yeah, debt. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. MTV, MTV's Cribs, Lord Boy's Jim. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We did uh, get Ja Rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can see that. You'll be able to see that on YouTube. We'll definitely be putting some stuff on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to get uh, some of our friends to help us out, presumably, uh, to shoot. Uh, and uh, it uh, sh- should be a good time. You get a little little peek into Lore Boys' lives. Yeah, yeah. And that's very... uh, that's gonna be uh, a week from today. It's good uh, when you're listening to it. You guys can all see where I rest my weary head. Yeah, I'll show you my bedroom. So James, Only we know you. where. Well, now that they'll know where they rest their weary head, where might they find you if well, they're looking for you on the internet? You yeah. can find me. At J A Y M I L K on Twitter. And you can find me on James Miller at Facebook. On Facebook, look up just Lore Boys. Like, Lore Boys. Lore Boys podcast on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. on Facebook. You can find us. It's, it's super easy. And uh, check out uh, our shit posts. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get drunk and post on our fucking yeah. Facebook Peter page. came in today and he's I like, I that. don't remember, but I just wrote Lore Boys Tropical with some pineapples. Yeah. Put it I don't remember when I did that. But so I, everybody that wants, yeah, everybody <laughs> wants to see that. Everyone wants a tropical slice. As, as much as there's drunk shit posts, there Lore are. Lore Boys Tropical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also have a great discourse on there. We have a lot of interesting, cool people. So you can post on there and you can make some friends. 
You can have interesting conversations about video games, which we're all interested in. Maybe you'll fall in love. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you'll fall, maybe, maybe, maybe you'll fall in love. Maybe we, maybe you and your husband or wife meet uh, on the Lore Boys Facebook no. page because you both love Lore Boys so That's much. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Oh, you know what? Oh man, first, for, okay, I will pay for the first Lore Boys wedding. <laughs> Putting it, <laughs> calling it well, down. Calling this is it not out. getting cut. This is no. not yeah. getting cut. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And, uh, if you meet and fall in love on our Facebook page, yep. I'll take care of your wedding. Yes. Other than the Facebook, where might people find you on ye old internet? At Pete O'Donoghue on the on ye old internet. Tune in, tune in the internet to that frequency. If you want to tune in the art dump archive, you can check out the Lord Boys Facebook page or O'Manahue on DeviantArt, where you can also see all the old comics I did when I was young. Yeah. Some of which I've gone through and I'm just like, fuck yeah. Like some, uh, some yeah. of them I'm just like, what the hell was I doing? Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't even understand my own jokes anymore. Yeah. But some of the ones that I did when I was younger are just like, yeah. Hey, yeah. You little, do some that are really topical. So little, I little, little baby Peter was on point here. Yeah. Well, I was doing political cartoons for yeah, a while, I know so yeah, right like, now. whatever, fucking... Cedar with like yeah, Stephen yeah, Harper yeah, hiding yeah. in the fridge doesn't make any fucking sense yeah. anymore. But, like, I appreciate that about you because like I look at any of my old shit that I've tried to put together and I'm like, oh man, what, what did I what was I doing? A but big, you could still look at yourself and be like, a, a big there. chunk of my fucking old catalog is complete garbage. Yeah. But I think I leave it there for the all all to see. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy. I'm still happy with some like some some of it I put in a separate folder that I'm just like redo this. <laughs> okay, like, like now that I can draw better. Yeah, yeah. So at Peter Donahue on Twitter, old Aunt Peter on Instagram, old Manny on DeviantArt, and then I do a lot of the shit posting on the Facebook page. <laughs> uh, not that I remember it. <laughs> and Ethan. Uh, I'm Ethan Palmer. Hi, nice to meet you. I love you. Thank <laughs> Introduction. You. Thank you for coming. Two hours. Um, in. let's get a drink. Let's go to dinner. Let's, let's have a good time. Let's do it. Uh, you can find me at Ethan the Dead Man or at Ethan is a Dead Man on Twitter and Instagram, respectively. Uh, make sure to follow the Lore Boys on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Lore Boys Podcast. We're yep. on Instagram. It's at Lore Boys on Twitter. Oh, sorry, at Lore yeah. Boys on Twitter. At Lore Boys Podcast on Instagram. Uh, make sure to hit up the blog. It's loreboys.wordpress.com. We're on YouTube. We're on Google. Just type Lore Boys into mm-hmm. Google, and we'll yeah. pop or up several. Several results. So Lipson is where we host our audio, and it feeds into about a thousand different things. Every yep. app. Every yeah, app. Yeah, honestly, no. there's like podcast things that are like third party that host us. Yeah. And like I see them all the they, time. They just they pull from iTunes. Podcast Bay. Exactly. Yeah, we're pull, in iTunes. But, yeah. but we get all the the downloads. So wherever you listen to us. Keep money, listening. money, Just money, keep money, doing. money. Yeah. One day we'll monetize, actually. We, yeah, no, we're, we're still paying for yeah. this thing. We're not taking any money. <laughs> yeah. Leave us a review on uh, on Facebook or on or on iTunes. Um, and it, don't forget to subscribe to Lore Boys Premium. If you subscribe to Lore Boys Premium, I do have a very extensive backlog of injured hermit crabs that need good homes. Yeah. Now, well, I know, I know, a pet should never be a gift because it's a responsibility. But we need people. You don't look a great gift crab in the mouth. Yeah, we need we need people to take in these injured hermit crabs that got injured trying to form a singularity, okay? So a call to action. Everybody who's already subscribed to Lore Boys Premium, tough titties, you're getting a hermit crab. It's, and you better it, take good care of it or I'm coming to your house and I'm going to put you in your place. We mailed them out two days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got your $50 bill. You're happy about that. All of a sudden, hermit crabs. Hermit crabs. Get used to it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Some of them haven't even been to college yet, so you guys will have to put those yeah. With, with, with the, the lower boys with their right hand, we give it. That's what our left hand is taking away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think that constitutes a lower boys. Out. 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 Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's just a good time to pause. One of those P days. I felt like yeah. taking a, a good thirty seconds. Anyway. So God, there is Dune. 
Let's comes pause to pause longer than that for me so I can be lazier in editing. Thank you. <laughs> My fucking watch is saying take a minute to breathe. Oh, fuck. Bitch, I'm talking. I'm Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.